What's up, everyone? Welcome to Game Face, episode 76, a very special episode of Game Face today, Matt. A bicentennial episode. Yeah, exactly. The spirit of 76. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, As you can see, we have the Nintendo Switch here. We're going to talk about Switch and Zelda out the yin-yang today. Well, he is. I haven't played it yet. (laughs) Well, you've messed around with it a little bit here. you messed around Mm -hmm. with it at trade shows, etc. Yeah. the, bit, the bulk of this show is going to be all about Switch and Zelda, by the way. The embargo was up today for Zelda. Uh, you probably saw some previews floating out there. Uh, we're going to do our preview live right here on Game Face. Um, we'll be doing a big Q&A session at the end of the show. We only have three topics today, by the way. Uh, we have one topic we're going to talk about before we get into all the Switch stuff. This one might actually be less than three hours. Yeah, it might actually. It depends on your questions, I yeah. guess. Um, uh, so we have one topic before we get into the Switch stuff, and then we're going to do hardware, and then we're going to do Zelda, and then we're going to do a big Q&A session with you guys. We're literally going to let you guys ask us to do whatever you want us to do with the Switch. Uh, All right, well... Within, <laughs> within the parameters of the documentation that I've received from Nintendo. Oh, yeah. Here, <laughs> the rules. <laughs> oh, thank, no, actually, you can't show those. You can't yeah, do that. can't do that. <laughs> Oh boy, that was Indi- not good. Like they list individual, like inventory items you are and are not allowed to show. It's insane. It's amazing. Well, we'll get to that. That's all about Zelda and the hardware. Uh, but before we get started into all that stuff, we want to talk about one thing. And I hadn't even originally planned to talk about this on the show, but then yesterday I played a game, and it really resonated with me. And I wanted to make sure that I brought it up. And that game is Ghost Recon Wildlands. Um, the game right now is in open beta. Anybody can go and download it and play it. I think PC as well, right? Yeah. So it's PC, Xbox One, PlayStation 4. I actually ended Very up playing it. Very pretty on PC. Is it? Uh, from In certain places, yeah. I know its specs for PC were pretty beefy. I was kind of surprised. It, it runs the CPU hard I, at times. I like, saw that, yeah. It's, uh, even the recommended specs or the, the base specs were up there. So mm-hmm. I was kind of shocked by that. But I ended up playing it on Xbox One. I played it on PS4. I tried to play it on PS4, Mostly. and I kept trying to download the beta, and it kept like giving me a, an error. When it downloaded on mine, it, it had a weird name. It was like oh. it was like KOZ Test Beta or something. So it was just like the file name from yeah, the studio. Whatever. But it worked. It worked. It was fine. And uh, so this game was already in a closed beta about mm. what was it a month and a half ago, something like that. Sure. Somewhere around. There. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Somewhere around there. Let's go with that. And uh, I actually didn't get a chance to mess around with it much in the in the closed beta. And the reports from journalists were not encouraging no. about the game at all. They were pretty discouraged by it. I was disappointed to, to read that because I was pretty excited about this game leading into this year. And uh, so, with some hesitation, I downloaded the open beta for this game. And Matt, I really like it. <laughs> like, mm. really like it. I don't know if part of it is that my expectations were so low. I think that's part of it. That I went into this, <laughs> like, with just rock bottom, mm-hmm. like, feelings for it. That's kind of what happened to me with The Division last year, where I was like, I had zero interest or expectations for it, and I played, I'm like, this is fun. I like it. And, like, I kind of had a similar ex- experience with this. Like, it was, you know, another third-person Ubisoft online game that I didn't really care about, and it was fun. It's fun. It's, I enjoy it. I enjoyed. I played like an hour, hour and a half before I moved on to something else. And I'll, I'll play it again, you know, I'm, until the beta. I don't know how long the beta runs. I think through the weekend. Just through the weekend, yeah. I'll play it again. I, I, I enjoyed it. 
And the reason I, I brought this into this episode, which is really supposed to be all about Nintendo Switch and Zelda, is that because the beta is running this weekend, mm-hmm. and I want the people who watch the show to go and download it, because from what I can gather, it's pretty much the whole game. Uh, no, it's Does two, it it's cut two, off at a certain point? It's two point? sections. Of okay. like, if you look at the map, it's like you've got this one section and then like a second section. Like they say in the little developer intro, knocking the Switch box around, <laughs> little developer intro at like... Um, uh, it says, like, we've also... Because I guess, like, the, the the section to the west, I think, was not open in the closed beta. Okay. Uh, so th- I think that's... If I remember the, the intro thing that the developer gives at the beginning, of the, when you first started up, I think they added that for the open beta. And then if you pull back on the map, like, you're playing on, like, one-sixteenth of, of the full map. The map is gigantic. It's, it's huge. The world is gigantic. Um, yeah, see... So now I understand. I think I understand where the negative press reactions to this came from in the closed beta, because like if you're sick of the Ubisoft open world, like here's a map crammed with five billion little you know nitpicky things to go pick up and collect and look at. Uh, yeah, this this game is like that to the nth degree. It's amazing, but like, but you don't have to do that. You don't I have didn't to do, do any it. of that. Well, you don't have to do it, but it's going to help if you want to upgrade a character. Like that's how you upgrade is you is you you find these little you know caches of whatever, and there's like five, four or five different types to upgrade different skills, and then you have to get the skill. But I like if you if you burned out on the on the Ubisoft formula with like Far Cry Primal, I can totally see why you'd play this and be like, no. But like I, I think it's a completely different game though because the look- game is different, but what you're doing in terms of like the open world is identical. What like, do you mean? There's no vehicles in Far Cry. Yeah, there are. In Far Cry? Primal? Not primal, but like, it, this is basically Tom Clancy's Far Cry. Gun porn edition. The gun customization is insane in this game. I liken this game way more to Grand Theft Auto. Way more to Grand Theft Auto. Like, I feel like this game is what Grand Theft Auto Online should have been. It, it's no, there's, awesome. There's, so far, there's nothing in this to match up to the heists in Grand Theft Auto Online. I mean, um, I've only put, look, to me. This I is. Like I you. mean, it feels like Ghost Recon to me. Again, like, you know, you've got the the the, the you know the, the the sync shots and the yeah. You know, it feels like you well, took it's Ghost the, Recon because it's more tactical. It has right. a more tactical angle. So, just to kind of set up the gameplay loop and how it works, um, you join up with a bunch of people. Um, I was playing with like four people yesterday, and like you, I thought I would play it for an hour and just put it down and just get the frame of reference to talk about it on the show. I ended up playing it for almost five hours. I got grouped up with like three or four really cool guys who, and they were all into playing the game. They weren't into griefing. And basically, once you get matched up with people, you just jump in a car and you go. And then as you come across mission objectives, you can, a little menu will pop up and you just tap left on the D-pad if you want to join that mission or not. If you don't, you can just leave the people that you're matched up with and go do your own thing if you want. If you want to stay in the mission, just tap left on the D-pad and then, and then you start the mission together. Once you get to like a mission location, generally the first thing you do is somebody tosses out a drone. And you send the drone around, and you can upgrade the drone, the distance, you can give the drone night vision. You can upgrade the drone more than almost anything else in the game. It's the, really insane. The drone, like you think when you first start this that the drone is going to be like, oh, it's a cool thing. You, oh, the drone is life in it this is. game. It's essential. So you'll see, I think you'll see in this gameplay as well. So we're getting into mission objective here, right here. And then you run up. Throw out the drone, and you go and you spot all the enemies and try to figure out where everybody is and get their positions. Um, and then you, from the drone, you can also set up the sync shot as well. Mm-hmm. You can flag an enemy for the sync shot so your other teammates are, teammates are alerted that you want to do that. Mark all the targets, and then you begin your infiltration. And this game is not like a typical first-person shooter where you're a bullet sponge and you can take two clips before you go down. You take a few shots, you die. Um, you're 
comrades can revive you like in pretty much every game. But what I really enjoyed about this was you can tackle these missions in a million different ways. For instance, after a while we got a helicopter and we just started using that helicopter to taxi our team from mission objective to mission objective. And after we did that for a while, we started getting smart and we'd fly over and you can use your drone from the helicopter, by the way, while you're sitting in the helicopter, you can send your drone out and we'd map out the mission objective from the helicopter using a drone. And then we'd figure out where everybody is. And then we would like take the helicopter down, drop a couple people off on one side of the mission area. And then the other people would land the helicopter on the other side of the mission area. So you're coming in from two different sides of the mission area and then converging in the middle, basically completely outflanking the enemy. The tactics and the strategies that you can come up with in this game, if you're playing with people who are into it and want to play the game the way it's meant to be played, it's awesome. I'm completely blown away by this game. I absolutely loved it. I had a blast playing it yesterday, again, with way lower expectations. I really wasn't expecting much. And, I, and look, full disclosure, I am an old Ghost Recon guy. I was a huge fan of Ghost Recon, particularly during like the Xbox One era, not our, this Xbox One, the original Xbox era. Uh, the, the Ghost Recon games on the original Xbox, I thought were the best shooters on the console. I, I like them more than Halo. Um, so I do kind of have that affinity for the franchise. And I will say this isn't that. Like that goes, those Ghost Recon games, you literally get hit by like two bullets, you're dead. And that kind of builds a whole other level of excitement and anticipation into the game. This isn't quite to that level. They've kind of found a middle ground here between kind of their other shooters and Ghost Recon. It's kind of the modern equivalent of that, though, because it you, is. You, everybody's a bullet sponge these days. Yeah, it's true. So this feels, by comparison to its competition, I'd say this feels pretty realistic in that sense. Yep, and communication is key. And one thing I would say, in hindsight, I'm really glad I played this on Xbox One because, for whatever reason, more people on Xbox One have headsets. So, when I play on PlayStation 4, no one ever hardly ever has a headset. When I played, every single person on my team had a headset. It makes a huge, huge difference. There were also some people who had been playing the game, like, all day, as some people have the liberty of doing. And so it was good to have those people on your team, because they taught you a lot. Like, you're talking about how uh, there's, like, items and stuff scattered everywhere. And there are. There's these boxes that will have, like parts for your gun, like a new scope or a new grip or whatever. I mean, the gun, like you call it gun porn, and it is gun porn. The guns in this game are insane, which isn't something I typically get too far into. Like, I'm like, I got my M16, I got a silencer. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't care about that I stuff got a four much, grip. it's nice to have, and you can upgrade every little piece of the gun, and they do a cool thing where you, when you go into the, the, the uh, upgrade screen, they kind of explode the gun in all its different pieces. Um... And you can like paint each part. I mean, it's, it's, it, you can customize it. Yeah, and the characters the have characters a lot of different too, customizations. Yeah. Like you real like this is not just like pick one of four soldier character models and just go. It's like you will not. You know, you can tweak your guy and or a girl. You can be a, a woman too, voiced yeah. by Jennifer Hale, doing yeah. her best femship. <laughs> um, and, but you can uh, you can really make the character your own, which I liked. Um, I will. I played this solo. I did not play with other people. Um, it's not nearly as interesting without I other bet. people. Yeah. If you're not going to play this co-op, don't pay full price, I would say. It's, I would probably uh, agree with that. It's, uh, it's going to be all about the people you play with. But when you do play multiplayer, like you're talking about how it carries over that Ubisoft pedigree a little bit with all this stuff to collect. Mm -hmm. But when you're playing with other people, after you finish a mission, you kind of scavenge like the mission area before you take off and go to the next mission. And because you have these other people that you're playing with, everybody finds the stuff for you. So they're like, hey, here's a extended clip over here. And everybody runs over. You look at his icon. You know where he is. You run over and you get your clip. Oh, here's an ammo crate. Here's a weapon crate. 
So I do feel like this game was designed almost entirely to be played online cooperatively. Which is really, that's Ghost Recon. Yeah. Ghost Recon's always been better cooperative. It has been, yeah. And uh, I just, it's like I said, like I... Uh, Rigor Mortis said in fast on that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like with uh, Grand Theft Auto, like I played GTA online for... I don't know, probably like a week or maybe a week and a half before I got tired of it. Like, I just got tired yeah. of all the griefing and, you know, people just looking to... And it may happen with this game, too. I didn't play vanilla GTA Online much, but I played... When the heist update came out, uh, my friends and I played that. Oh, I must have put 50 hours into that. Yeah. Because, like... I uh, mean, that's what I played. I played. I went back and played that that a little bit when it came out. You're mm -hmm. right. The, this is the best heist. I mean, they're a payday. It is built just for heist, and Grand Theft Auto Online's heist better, are better yeah. than paydays. Yeah. Without a doubt. But, but I'd say this, like, kind of has... I mean, it has nothing on the scale of the heists in GTA Online. But I would say, like, in general, you find little mini versions of that everywhere you go in this game. Yeah. Um, and you, I mean, even single-player, like, I stumbled on some stuff. And, like, generally, it's like, oh, okay, it's like, here's, like, a football stadium or soccer stadium, depending on which where you are in the United States or anywhere else in the world it's a football stadium. <laughs> yeah. Um... Here's a football stadium, and like, uh, oh, there's some guys here. Oh, they got a they got a, a, a helicopter. I got to steal the helicopter, get a bunch of upgrades. So, okay, cool, we'll do this. Like, like that. And well, oh, we're getting in, moving in, moving there. Go go over here. You can do this sink shot on this guy. Oh, they saw the body, and everything's on crazy, and they took off. And it's like, okay, but even after, like, I lost the helicopter. Helicopter got away. Um, but even then, like, you know, took some guys down, got some XP, found some upgrade points still sitting around, found some extra ammo, like. It, it you know what, wherever you end up is going to be some reason to to do something there, and it's going to unfold differently than you predict it will. I promise you, one way or the other. And when a mission goes awry, they start calling in backup. Yeah. And the backup are like these purple mm. elites, and that's the other the, thing. The, the enemies the, the, the are the all raided with colors, yeah. and so you see purple guys coming. It's like you better hunker yeah. down. Well, the purple like, guys are basically the cops, right? Like they're they're yeah. the the federales, I guess. Like they're um. And they'll keep coming. Like you gotta take them out, take some guys out, and get the hell out of Dodge, or the, or you're just gonna get overwhelmed. I learned that one the hard way. Um, but yeah, I thought the netcode was good. I really didn't face any lag or anything like that. Well, I've been playing For Honor, so anything is good <laughs> netcode-wise yeah. to me now. So. I never got dropped out. I mean, it's a beta. I never got dropped out of games or anything like that. Like uh, it seems like it's already solid. The game's visuals, eh? Okay, they're serviceable. They're, I mean, on consoles. I'm not talking about PC. I haven't yeah. seen it on PC, but I mean, it still looks looks pretty. It looks, is this from your? Is this from your Xbox? This game? is Xbox One gameplay. Yeah. This is it looks a little choppy to me, and and a lot of tearing that I didn't see on the PS4 version. I honestly, I when know. I saw this, it it didn't look this way when I was playing it. I don't know if it rendered funky or something like that. Maybe it's hard. Um, it, dep it depends how they're syncing or what the frame rate's doing on the Xbox. Yeah, it didn't look like this on the screen when I was playing it, but now that I'm looking at just captured footage, it has a lot of tearing in it. So. Um, that can be a problem with uh, the capture, not the game. It could so. be, yeah. So I, I, I would not hang it on the game. This is, might be our capture equipment or something mm -hmm. like that causing the but issue. On PS4, so. I thought it was fine. Um, and I, I mean, look, I, I, I like reflections in muddy puddles. Like, that's, that's one of the things. <laughs> it's one of those, like, realism elements, and I'm just like, I yeah. never thought they'd look that good. I don't, I don't care how bad the rest of the game was. The muddy puddle looks great. Yeah. See, see also Battlefield 1. Yeah. I'm having a blast with this game, and uh, I just wanted to make sure I brought it up to you guys on today's show, uh, so you guys can all go download it and try it for yourself. Um, I'm not as over the moon with it as you are, but like, 
basically mostly because like I think the competition right now is so good that there's no room for Ghost Recon in my life right now with between Horizon and Zelda and. But they're such entirely different games. When does this come out? Like re- the, like March third or March seventh, I think it is. Seventh. Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna be deep in the in the Horizon and the Zelda when that's done with. It's Mass Effect time, and then we're going into Persona Five. Like. Ghost Recon might be my July game at this rate. Uh, I, I I like it, but I just like I've just got other things to play right now. It, it is a completely different feeling that you're going to get from those. Oh other yeah, games. I mean yeah. there are some people who won't play a game like Horizon or a game like Zelda. They like games like this, and well, that's uh, their problem. <laughs> sure, fair enough, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. Just look at this. You know, you're cruising to the mission with like. Everybody in the helicopter, I don't know, it's, I've had a blast with it, guys. Um, I hate saying guys. But uh, at the very least, I wanted to put it on your radar so you guys can all go and download it yourselves. I'm, I'm, also, I'm not thrilled with the helicopter controls. I never flew the helicopter. I always let somebody it's, else do that. Uh, Although this guy seems to be having problems with it. Yeah, it's, it's very similar to my first attempt to go over that hill uh, from that very same mission where I was just like, oh, this is not pulling up as fast as I think it should, and we're going to skim the bottom of the ground. Like, my my uh, helicopter was on fire when I landed it. Yeah, we had a couple end. instances where the the helicopter ended up exploding. And there was whatever. this weird thing where they're like, I see what he's doing there because it tells you, a little thing pops up. It says to make a quick reverse turn. I go quick 180 pull back on the left stick and, and let go of uh, R2. Uh-huh. And he, I see him doing that right there. And, and, it, and it doesn't work. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't get it to work. I don't, know what, I don't know what the actual controls for that are if I was doing it wrong or whatever. But, but you it. could see the scope of the world in this game. Oh, and like, yeah, like what, you're looking at, what you're looking at here is like like a, like a 16th of the, the map. If you, if you go yeah. to the main map screen and pull back, like the map is gigantic. Like, and there's a good. It looks like there's a pretty good variety of terrain types and location. Like, it doesn't look like you're just you're not fighting through this kind of standard forest area all the time. There's a lot of. We're going down, Captain. <laughs> nice I landing. think it actually does land this somehow. Whoa! <laughs> Perfect. But um... and I'm real good at landing on civilians. I, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I kill bystanders like like you wouldn't believe. I mean, maybe a little true to life, I guess. But like, yeah, even like you know, we'll see things like I was driving along the road and uh, there was like a uh, there was two two uh, bad guys were like holding up two civilians like with the guns on the side of the road, and I'm like, oh, we're gonna stop and deal with that. We get out, pull the thing. I'm like, okay, sink shot on the other guy. Got the got the one guy. Aim at the one guy and fire. And right as I fire, the guy I'm aiming at turns and looks and he the bullet goes past his head oh, and wow. kills the guy he the oh, civilian no. he was holding at gunpoint and the and the guy awesome. and my teammate goes why'd you shoot that civvy man i'm just like <laughs> i will say i'm very impressed by the incidental dialogue in this game because yeah. it, um they've got tons of things and like they're very reactive to what's happening and they'll talk about that guy by that specific environmental detail and stuff. And my favorite was like when I, you know, you have to use the binoculars or the drones just to mark everybody as uh-huh. much as you can if yeah. you want to have any kind of situation awareness going into these firefights. There are three guys. I marked one, and, and my my and my character Jennifer Hale goes uh, one and two, and baby makes three. And I was <laughs> like, they've got kind of this cavalier attitude when they're yeah. like scoping stuff out that was uh-huh. really cool. I like. I didn't think the actual cutscenes were very well done. Like they're, they're not. They're yeah. not. But you're seeing one right now. Yeah, like the basically just people terrible there just standing around. Yeah. Also, I couldn't turn the subtitles off. I, I couldn't, couldn't either. I couldn't find a way to turn the subtitles off. And then thank and God I, for the show graphics. And I hate <laughs> subtitles. Like <laughs> so if, if I like if I want to know what's all, what all the characters are going to say before they say it, I'll play a JRPG. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's what I said. And like. 
like, but I always turn the subtitles off and I was like, well, maybe they have to be on because there's so many different languages in this game. You know, there's people right. speaking Spanish and people speaking English. Like, maybe you have to, but they don't subtitle the Spanish. No, they don't. So I'm like, well, what are the subtitles for? I don't get it either. Um, the other thing I would say, maybe a slight criticism, from what I've played, the mission objectives aren't all that varied. A lot of them are no. just like, go to this encampment, infiltrate, mm. take out the leader, or take the leader hostage, or, or then interrogate the leader, then either kill him or take him with you, right. and kind of rinse and repeat. I do but, like that they, uh, you kind of get like a, as you unlock more and more intel, you get like kind of dossiers on the, the bigwigs of the... You know, the, the cartel, organizations, yeah. the cartels you're trying to shut down. And some of these people are horrible. They like are horrible, yeah. And like I mean, it reminds me. Bolivia, I mean. Yeah, I mean, it reminded me of, um, and this, I might be the only one that ever makes this connection, but it reminded me of uh, the first Mercenaries, where you had kind of, you know, the deck of, you know, the, the card deck that was like all your targets. And yeah. like everybody had a different name and personality. Kind of, you kind of knew who you were going after. Like, I really enjoy that idea that there's all these real targets and people out there in the world. And uh, this one, this this game like has that too, and I think I, I dig that. I like that slow unfolding of like what this organization is, how it's how best to bring it down, like you know who's who you're up against, and how it changes depending on which area you go to. Like there's there's a lot of thought and work put into making this organization you're up against feel like a real thing, and I thought that was well done, even if the actual story scenes are not all that well done. Yep. Um... Download it, everyone. Yeah, give it a try. Every platform is available out there right now. It launched yesterday morning. It's going all weekend mm -hmm. long. And add me on Xbox Live. I'm Dinfire. Um, I'll play with you guys. I'll be on there all weekend when I'm not playing with this. <laughs> Which segues nicely right into the bulk of the show. It's time to talk about Nintendo Switch. So, man, where do we start? Um... I guess we could start with doing kind of an informal unboxing. Um, there's already been how many unboxing videos put yeah. up. Nintendo, by the way, embargoed everybody on doing a, unboxing videos on this. So they could have their So they Nintendo Minute, the, their official yeah, their, show their could unbox Their cult hoodie duo. Yeah. Could <laughs> do I think I saw someone on Sifted called like the Nintendo Minute. It looked like they were like cult members or something like that. Oh, it totally looked like they were about to hitch a ride on a comment after they were done with that video. Yeah, sure. yeah. So, obviously, I've been playing the thing, so I've already taken a lot of this stuff out of the box. Um, here's the Joy-Con grip. Um, but I will show, show you kind of how the box is set up. We'll do this very quickly. It could be a, uh, like, a, like a scrolling shooter ship. <laughs> yeah. yeah, actually, let me show that really quickly to the camera here. So, the grip is really nothing. It's, it's got, just a hunk of plastic with some metal on it. It's really a hunk of plastic with these contacts on these rails on the inside there. Um, it weighs like nothing. Mm -hmm. It's like paper light. I um, still think they could have sprung for the charge grip in, in the box. Yeah, I would agree with that 100%. So let's start. Let's crack this thing open. So It's a tiny box compared to the other consoles. Yep. It is small. Um, I guess I could put the iPad next to it here so you can kind of get an idea of the size. Of the box. It is really small, really narrow. Um, so here's where the tablet went by itself in this little slot here. Here's where your two Joy Cons went. You lift that up out of there. See, I've already torn all this stuff up from the floor up. This is where the uh, Joy Con grip went. This is where a bunch of cables went. They do send you an HDMI cable, which is nice. Um, that's not always a given with some systems. Remember when they didn't even come with that? It was like, Here's some RCA cables. Go screw yourself. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, SD is good enough for you. 
That, was that was that that was PS3? PS3 did that. Yeah. It's like the HD era begins when we say it does. Apparently, it when it begins when I buy an HDMI cable yeah. <laughs> that you did not include in the box of <laughs> right. your six hundred dollar system. Yeah, exactly. It's a good one. And what's the formal name of these? I can't remember. I think they're the grips, right? Are Joy- they the Joy-Con grips? The grip is this. Oh, that's the grip. That's the Joy-Con, just the Joy-Con wrist strap? I can't remember what the formal name of it is, but I'll pop one of these Joy-Cons off the hardware here. And uh, these work. These are a little funky, to be honest with you. Um, So they... Yeah. It works just, or it's supposed to work, just like it does sliding onto the tablet. It's supposed to be able to slide it on, and it does slide on pretty easily. And you get that little click so you know seated in there. But then when you want to slide it off, you have to unlock this little strap with this switch right here. Hmm. And then you feel like you're breaking it. When you take it off, you have to really force hmm. it off. Which That's weird because all the other things that attach and detach with that feel real smooth. Yeah, like when you slide the Joy-Con onto the tablet, it feels great. And yeah. you get that click noise that they seem to keep marketing over and over. Uh, but for whatever reason, these things are a little more awkward to put on and off. And I don't even know really what the purpose of them is. Um, there were people speculating that they help keep your hand away from the the signal. Uh, <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that one. Um, because you can see here, so there's these buttons on this right here. There's one and two. But those buttons are already, are also actually yeah. on the Joy-Con itself there. Um, and then there's a sync button right here in the middle. And we'll talk about syncing very shortly because that's something that I've had an issue with. Um, but you really don't need these things. They're almost just kind of cosmetic I guess they're mainly if you're doing the one-two switch style stuff and you want a wrist strap so you don't... Well, it's probably Nintendo covering its ass with this wrist strap. Because remember with the Wii, it didn't launch with the straps really. And then they made a big push for them and they released those weird... stuff through their TVs. They released those weird like jelly things that you could put over the Wii remote. (laughs) The Wii condoms. Yeah, basically. Yeah, that's what they were. So um, that's a Joy-Con. And I still don't know what the official name of this is. Maybe somebody in chat. They're saying Joy-Con grip in chat. I don't know. All right, so I'll pop this off. And remember, every time you take this off, you have to unlock it again because when you slide it on, it automatically locks. You have to slide that switch down again, and then you have to really force it to get it off there. And I'll pop this back onto the console here. And see, putting it on the console, move the box out of the way, is very easy. Like, I can just use my pinky finger Click. And click it right in there. And I'm sure you can probably hear through our mics the sound of, uh, of it clicking. Let's go back to the box here. We'll finish this off. Here's the other Joy-Con grip in this slot right here. Health and safety stuff. Um, this was the power supply. And mm-hmm. that's something I want to... Actually, that was a dock. And the one thing I want to say about the power supply is that the cord for it... So our, we have it plugged in right here. That and is then, short. And then we have a power strip right down here on the floor, right below the table. And there is literally no There's play. No slack. There's no play. Yeah. Um, this and is a, it's one of it's the the power, like the brick is on the plug. Which I'd is, like to unplug. Actually, maybe I can unplug it. Because, yeah, because it is the switch and it doesn't have to be plugged in the whole time. But I can show you. So here's the power supply. It doesn't have like a brick per se. Yes. But it does take up like a good bit of space if you. Have... I'm gonna have to rearrange my power strip on for my entertainment center for that. I. Um, this is a big problem. I'm gonna plug this back in. This is a big problem for me because having this system plugged into my or inserted into my entertainment center, the cord is not long enough to get 
the power from the system or from the power from the wall or from the power strip into my entertainment center. Wow. Um, I can probably use an extension cord of some type. I have no idea why I would make the cord so short. This is this is the Nintendo way now, judging by the controllers in the classic. I guess, yeah, with the NES Classic, you're right. Those really short cables as well. I don't mm -hmm. get it. Um, but it has been a big issue for me trying to get it set up in my entertainment center. The other problem is, and I can put this box away now. Sorry, folks. You can see there's basic setup. Really no instruction manual with this thing. No. Like, hardly one at all. But like they do give you like that. Ideally, you don't need one. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty simple. And there is there are a bunch of, like, helpful tip things in the OS when you actually load that up. Yeah. It kind of walks you through everything yeah. or whatever. I'll put this down. Um, and the other thing I would say about the Entertainment Center is that because this dock is vertical... It doesn't fit in your entertainment center where everything else does. Because mm -hmm. most consoles have, have a, like a, you can lay them flat if you want to. And with this one, I don't think you can. There's no. No, I don't see it. So I'll spin it around or hold it up for you guys. There's no feet on the back of the dock. So you can't lay it flat. And there's no feet on the front of the dock either. So it can only stand, and you can see there... And it doesn't hold in. It also, yeah, that's another thing. So it doesn't... When you put your tablet into the Switch, it doesn't lock into the Switch. In fact, it's very flimsy as far as coming out of there. Um, a lot of times I'm trying to take the Joy-Cons off, corner of the tablet will pop up out of the dock. It does uh, pop on and off the TV over there pretty fast, though. It does. I mean, it's just like... like they're lightning. not kidding when they say that's instant. Oh, it is. It is. And I don't know if there's some way we can show this to, to the people out there, Sam. Pretty quick. Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the dock itself, I'm going to just take the tablet out for a second. So the dock itself is a piece of crap. <laughs> <laughs> it literally is just a big hunk of plastic. And let me see if I can, you can see inside there with just the contacts for the switch to connect. And if you go to the back here, basically what you do is you crack open that hatch in the back. And then there's three plugs. There's one for the AC adapter, one for USB, I'm assuming for external hard drives. If they decide to activate that. Yeah, yeah, if they do. And then here's HDMI. And then you route those out, and there's a little hole here, if you can see that, where it comes out, where the cables come out, and then you close that hatch. And we've got a couple of USBs on the front here. Yep. And there's a couple USB ports on the one side as well, I'm assuming where you can also plug in... Peripherals, peripherals or whatever, external hard yeah. drive or whatever. The VR helmet. Yeah, that I don't think is ever coming, <laughs> by the way. Um, let's see, what else can I tell you about it? Um, Maybe put it, put the iPad right next to it for, oh, a, yeah. for a good size. That's a good idea. So here's the it iPad. It collects lint. It does, yeah. So here's the iPad next to the Switch tablet. It's an iPad mini, right? Yeah, that's a mini. So, it's pretty big. For a handheld, it's pretty big. Um, it it's has thin, but wide. Yeah, and I'll show you the side angle there. You can see how thin it is. 
and I'll with, compare that to the iPad. It's about double the thickness, maybe a little more, yeah. of the iPad Mini, something like that. All right, let's see what else. Um, I like the weight. It feels good. It feels solid state. Um, doesn't feel cheap. I wish I had a case. Nintendo did not send us a case. We got, like, we're the mm. one of the little guys. So we didn't get, like, uh, the deluxe. We bundle. didn't get, like, the box with, like, all the Amiibo and the Pro Controller and a case. They oh. sent that out to, like, IGN and GameSpot. I ordered some Amiibos. <laughs> Amiibo. Is I don't. I don't do that shit. <laughs> it's like it, it just that, Nintendo's weird preferences for how you you know, stay like have bothered me ever since we were at the the GameCube unveiling and we got those big press packets and they said like the thing was like how do you say Nintendo GameCube? You write it all in caps. Nintendo right. GameCube and all the journalists were like, no, no, we're not doing not that. Doing that. Yeah. <laughs> Instead, not doing... we 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 uh, compromised it, intercapping the C the in C. Yeah, we have the C cap. The journalists actually created that mm-hmm. Ga- the GameCube with the intercap C. Nintendo yep. was either all caps or big G and then all lowercase. And the journalists were like, well, we'll meet you in the mm-hmm. middle, <laughs> like yeah. literally. It said, well, in the in the, I still have that that press thing, and it says, it says the all caps, and then it says. If necessary, it can be called Nintendo GameCube with the C. With the right, right. So, because we that conversation basically already happened, I think between yeah. certain people. But like, uh, ever since like, oh no, Amiibo is all lowercase and has no plural. Like, now go bite me. Like yeah. they're Amiibos. <laughs> I actually tried to use Amiibo with this, but I'm I'm weird and like I don't want to open my Amiibo. So mm. I thought that Nintendo would change its packaging so you could use like a packaged Amiibo and it would no. still work. Nope. No, there's still the metal in the bottom. There. Yeah, it won't work. Uh, I do have the I have the Wolf one open. Uh, I don't have a lot of mine open, but I do have the Wolf one open, and that one actually does the coolest thing in, in the game, I think. So. Yeah. And the Amiibo, the the NFC reader is right here on the right Joy-Con, like right in this area below the the stick. Um, there's nothing there to to show you that, by the way. There's no icon on the Joy-Con or anything. Um, it just like when that's you, just where it is. It'll show you like mm. when you go in like the menus to like use uh, an amiibo. It'll show you where you're supposed to drop it. Mm. So um, I took some notes over the last few days of some things I wanted to talk about um, and some insights that I've had using the hardware. The first thing I would say is that it gets hot. That's a good. Fengato makes a good point. It does kind of remind me of a Lynx. Yeah, it does a little bit. A little bit of an Atari Lynx thing yeah. going on here. Yep. I like the Atari Lynx. I didn't. Yeah. I, I don't mean that as an insult. No, I like this, by the way. Like before, we kind of get into the nitty gritty and we start kind of like picking at it a little bit. Mm-hmm. I like it. Like I like it a lot. It, it feels, feels good. good. Yeah. Um, it. Uh, it has some issues that we'll get into and we'll talk I about. I mean, Nintendo with a with a couple of DS, 3DS redesign missteps, I think has gets the ergonomics of things right. Well, that is more that's actually not. one of my points. It is not really all that ergonomic. No, but it feels <laughs> good to hold. I so here's here's the thing. I've been playing Zelda, and we'll talk about Zelda in a bit. We'll get into it in depth. I've been playing Zelda. There's a kickstand, by the way. I'll show you that. So the kickstand is made out of plastic. And you have to really force it to get it open, which makes me a little nervous because it is really, you can see there, really flimsy plastic. Well, I saw. And so um, if you're forcing, if you have to really push, like you got to be careful, you don't just snap it right off. Well, that's the thing is, because I, 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 I saw a little thing in the in the OS with the help section, and that thing is the the kickstand is designed to snap off. Oh, it is. Uh, if you push it too, so because, it's breakaway. Well, because there's an actual. Um, 
illustration where like somebody's putting it in, forgets to put it down and ah. puts it in like this, so it's designed to pop off. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, that's that. good news. It does warn you though that if you if you do that too often, it could weaken the kickstand to the point that it wouldn't be able to hold the system up. Anymore. Gotcha, gotcha. But it, yeah, if this this is designed to break away, it's not. It's not, like not going to snap like and be like. Oh, that. Also, that's where the uh, memory stick goes. Oh yeah, that's a good point. So that's where the SD card goes. I don't know if you guys see if I'll get yeah, SD card. Memory stick is Sony. That's the the SD card slot is there so, underneath the kickstand. And so the way I've been playing Zelda is instead of having them in the Joy-Con grip like this, which also the action of this is great and it works really smoothly. Instead of having them like this, I've been popping them off and just playing it almost like the Wii with a nunchuck. So I've been playing Zelda like this. And... What I love about it is, and what I liked about playing Wii games with the Wii Remote and the Nunchuck, is that you can sit in any position you want. So, I can play Zelda like this. I would never do that. But when I'm sitting on the couch, and like I'm sitting sideways on the couch, and I got one hand like down here, and I got another hand like kind of sitting on a pillow, like, you can play it. However, like, I get that some people are kind of locked in on, like, I need to sit like this to play games. I'm not yeah, like that we, at we all. We had this conversation via text Via text yesterday. yesterday. Uh, but I, want, I want a hunk of plastic to hold on to. Yeah, I see, I don't. I don't care about like, I have no... hands everywhere. I mean, even if it's just... I, mean, I'm gonna, I, do, I do not have a pre-order for the Pro Controller, but I will get, pick one up if I can find one, because I would rather use that. Nintendo didn't send us one, so we're, we have to make <laughs> do with what we've got right now. But I love it. Like, even if it's not having your hands this close together, because the grip... It is really close together. I just it it, it uh, when I play like that, I feel like a little deflated in terms of like because I, I remember uh, when I started really getting sick of Twilight Princess on the Wii. Yeah. Um, I played it like that. I just like had my hands at the, my sides and I was just like flicking the th like it was just it, like I was not even moving. Like if you looked at me, I could. I been love asleep. that though. I, hate, I I it just sucks all the interest out of me for so I, uh. I I guess like my you know. Like, position is important, I guess. Posture. I mean, even if you don't want to go in extreme positions, just the ability to have it 16 inches apart, if you want. Yeah, I guess. I, I just, you know, holding them, is it's fine. I just, I'd rather have something I can I rest my hands around. Like, I, those, they're a little small for my tests. The Joy-Cons feel great. I love them. Like, the, the play on the buttons and the play on the The, weight, the, the buttons are, are basically the same as the Wii U buttons. More or less. Um... It is a little weird to not have, like, a D-pad on the left one. It's like, instead of mm -hmm. the D-pad, you have these four buttons. I mean, if they do a D-pad left Joy-Con, I will get it for Street Fighter, probably. Be and the other reason they did this is so that when... So they can sell you another So you play with this device. one, I play with this one. You have an analog stick and buttons. And right. this is really awkward, by the way. Playing... <laughs> Imagine playing a game like this. Well, now Look do at the, this. Now, we'll now do the, the shoulder buttons. Yeah. How do, <laughs> how do you even do that? Like, that's all marketing bullcrap, in my opinion. No one is going to play a game that way. No. It, well, it, maybe if you're at the basketball court. Right. <laughs> Which is even funnier, though, when you think about it, because good basketball players then have really big hands. Yeah, yeah. To, to hold the ball. Right, right, it's yeah. like, I just can't. With, <laughs> not going to work. Imagine Shaq trying to play with one of those Yeah, exactly, things. <laughs> dude. This is like the size of one of his fingers. <laughs> um... But the, look, the Joy-Cons feel good. They actually, even though they're really small, they ha do have like a little bit of like a good weight to them. Mm -hmm. They feel good in your hands. And um, you, get, you do you do feel the like the, the you know the HD rumble. Like it does. Yeah. You know there is a the force feedback a kick to it. It's great. It's 
not at least in Zelda from what I played so far, it's not revolutionary. No, nah, I mean I don't I wouldn't expect Zelda to be. It's not built with that yeah. in mind. I mean maybe with one two switch we haven't got that yet. Um so maybe with that it's a little more pronounced, but it feels good, but not groundbreaking I'll just, I'll just or play revolutionary. Your copy of that. I'm yeah. not gonna <laughs> I don't I think a lot of people are in that camp. I'll right milk now. your cow. I don't need I <laughs> why buy the cow when you can milk it that's at the sifted office for free. Yeah, exactly. Um Let's see. Let me look at some of my other notes here. Um, like I said, it gets hot. Um, if you play it for like an hour, this area right back here, it's not like warm or it gets hot. Mm. Like it literally feels hot. So I don't know if like the battery or the processor is like right in here, um, but it, it gets noticeably warm. Like you will pick it up mm -hmm. and be like, oh my gosh, like is something short circuiting inside of it? There are vent, you know, vents there, vents on top. It's... Yeah. So there's vents on top. You can see there. There's vents here, and nothing on the bottom. So not a lot, honestly. No, there's your charging. But that's what port. happens when you're it's using a weird, mobile processor. This weird little indent for no reason. I don't know what. Oh, that's so it fits into the the dock. Mm. There's a little notch in there that it goes into. That's and then you can see in the bottom there. That's where it actually sinks with the dock. That little yeah. port right there. This is there. also why you can't charge it while it's in uh, tabletop mode. Right. That's a good point. Uh, let's see what else. I Battery like life. Could, I feel like they could make a charger that would fit kind of around that hole maybe. And it should. Be low profile enough to not ruin the, the tabletop mode. You would think. Um, Another accessory to buy down the road. Yeah, exactly. Now that kickstand with the controllers attached, that's... Hanging in there. Oh, it whined. <laughs> I mean, you can see that's... Uh, let me get it... The better shot for you guys there. It's it's not very steady. But I mean, why it's just would, holding on. But why would you have the? Well, if you're on an airplane and you're traveling and yeah, you're watching you, a movie or whatever. Yeah, but presuming you, you can one day watch a movie. Yeah, on this exactly. Thing. <laughs> Usually, I mean, ostensibly when it's in tabletop mode, the Joy Cons are off it to play. You'd think, right? Unless you're using it as like a tablet to watch movies or other entertainment which, or whatever. Which you can't do yet. To so watch Game Face. I'm not worried about it yet. Yeah. Um, battery life. What Nintendo said is right on the money. It, it plays Zelda for three hours, pretty much right on the nose. Like, I've done timing with it, uh, started it with it fully charged. I've had to, and I will get to this in a second, I've had to play this almost exclusively in handheld mode because I've been having problems. Um, and it is pretty much right on the money, three hours. That, by the way, was with me using earbuds and leaving on mm. the default brightness. So I didn't turn on the brightness or anything like that, but I was using earbuds and had the volume turned probably about medium, I guess. And it did last three hours. So Nintendo was pretty much right on the money, which you would assume they would be, because they can sit and test the thing over and over and try to get that number. So <laughs> You would assume a lot of things about testing this over yeah. and over. Um, recharging, though, I will say, seems to take way longer than I thought. Um, you can charge it for about an hour, and you'll get about 30 to 45% of your battery back, mm. which is pretty bad. Yeah, that's um, almost real-time charging. It's not great, yeah. It is kind of close to that. I don't know what the deal is. Um, I think Nintendo's already said you're not going to be able to replace the battery in it, so looks like that's what we're going to have to deal with. Hopefully it's more of a success so that we actually get an updated iteration of this. I just realized last night when I was playing and I looked over my little poor Wii U tablets laying up on the top of the mm. couch with this blue light blinking like it always is now. Look, there's something on sale. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, it's not on sale. It's just there's it's a just thing in the store. It's just buy it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then I realized, is the Wii U the first Nintendo console that never had an alternative color released for it? Did it never have a different color? Nope. 
Not that I'm aware of. Was there a red, maybe, Wii U? I want to say there was a red one or was a there? different color one. Maybe the chat can help us a, with that. Was there a white gamepad at some point? Could you? Well, yeah, there's white one? consoles, so there's white gamepads. But I'm saying they launched with white and black, right. and then they never put out any but funky I, like, colors after that. Wow. Even, like, limited edition, like, we're putting out this console just with this game type of thing, like... Hmm. Hopefully this is successful enough that we will get revisions of it. And we'll get different colors and they can maybe fix some of the issues that people have with it at launch. Um, but we'll was, see. That remains to be seen. saying there was a Zelda one. There was a Zelda was a Wind Waker Wii U. Wii U. Yeah, was it like gold? No. I don't remember. I don't remember it either. Yeah. So maybe there was one. <laughs> um, but in comparison to... Uh... Uh, the you know post Super Nintendo N- Nintendo era like usually it's like you can you could have every color of the rainbow in N64s. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean they and it worked. Like GameCube, there were tons of colors for that oh, too, yeah. especially in Japan. Like remember the the phase that Nintendo 64 went because it was the 90s where everything was like it, there was that period where they're all translucent neon. They had colors. like the green one, yeah, the green red one, and the, and the blue. pink one, and yeah. The, yeah. We didn't get any of that with Wii U. Maybe we'll no. get it with Switch. I mean they're already putting out different colors of the Joy Cons. Uh, to give people mm-hmm. some... I'm glad Nintendo sent me the all-gray one, by the way. Yeah, I ordered the gray one. I, I did not want the one with the red and the blue. Unless they would sell it with blue-blue. Like, right. I hate having, like, the two different colors. Yeah. Because like, well, they, they want you to buy the other. Because it, it's very clever that they, they say, there's, well, if you can ever find the Joy-Con separately. Yeah. Uh, they're selling blue, and they're selling red, and they're selling blue and red in the opposite colors that come with the system. Because right. they know. Yeah. They it's know what you're doing. Uh, let's see a couple other things I want to talk about. Um... It's kind of heavy. Yeah. Like, picking this up by yourself with one hand, like... Yeah, it's... Uh... I'm no weightlifter or anything, but you feel a little strain in your forearm. I mean... Like, guys, this is, it's definitely heavier than, like, the Vita or the, oh, the yeah. PSP. Oh, yeah. Because significantly. And, I w- and it's way heavier... Oh, it's way than, heavier than my iPad Air. It's way heavier than sure. this iPad Mini. It's got some weight to it. It is packed with kit, I'm assuming, which is why it probably has a lot of packed weight. Packed with vitamins. Uh, analog sticks are straight out of the Wii U. Yep. Uh, they have a click. You can click down on them. Um, the the shoulders and buttons feel pretty good. The triggers. There's no travel. There's, there's no yeah. There's no analog. They're not analog. They're just on off. But buttons. they have that. They have that kind of like the the curve on them is similar to the curve that Nintendo used for like the GameCube analog yeah. sticks, and I like that. Yeah, GameCube triggers were way better. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't. Well, I don't. Overall, yeah, GameCube the, even had that like click when you got all the way in that oh, extra yeah. little click. If no one ever really ripped off. No one ever really used. No, well, Rogue Leader used it. Yeah, there's a couple games that did. For the foils, right, on the ships, you can yeah, click like it. Yeah, like the extra boost. Right. Um, the right Joy-Con. Awkward. To use the analog stick. Yeah, because it's down a little weird. Yeah, so the Wii U has the analog stick up here. Mm-hmm. And they moved it down here for the Joy-Con. Which is like, I, pre- I usually prefer uh, uneven analog sticks. I don't like them parallel. Uh, but this is... I, it's awkward. I want it to be here. I don't want it to be here. Like, like in you know. Zelda, you use it to control the camera. Um, and Zelda is a, is odd in that it's one of those games where you actually do have to use control the camera. I never realized how games have abandoned like manual camera control until you play a game that basically relies on you to do it almost 100%. Yeah. Unless you're Dark Souls or The Last Guardian, the camera yeah. just takes care of itself. Yeah, games just don't do it anymore, and Zelda does. And so you have to use this right analog stick all the flipping time. Um, and it's awkward. It's like you're playing like this. You got to bend your thumb down, mm-hmm. and then you're kind of going like this, unless you want to shift your whole hand down. So again, why I want the Pro Controller. Yeah, and again, I wish Nintendo had sent it to us, but which I under, as I understand is smaller than people thought it was going to be. It might might be a hand cramping situation. I mean, the 
It's about grip, the same size as that. I the would grip think. is really. I mean, it's like you got your arms locked yeah. in, like to use this thing. It's not like a really wide controller, like a lot of the other controllers on the market. Um, Compact. I will say one thing. Have they announced how much they're selling extra docks for? Ninety. Oh my god, dude, that is a huge ripoff. Yeah. I mean, ninety dollars for that thing? Well, it's like, how does this cost more than the Joy Cons? Yeah, this thing, I bet you, cost them like four dollars to make in mass. It's, it's, I mean, it's basically it's the it's charger nothing. and a pass through. It's, it's nothing. nothing. It's just plastic with a couple ports. Ninety dollars. That'll come down. I think they'll, they'll bring the price of that down eventually. Would have to. I mean, I, I would hope so. Um, already talked about same buttons as the Wii U. Power cord, really short, no brick. Doesn't fit entertainment centers. Um, oh, the material that the tablet's made out of is slippery. Um, if you have really dry hands, this thing slides like right out of your hands. Hmm. Um, if you have sweaty hands or your hands are a little moist, I hate that word, um, it does grip okay. Um, but otherwise, it is really slick. There's not a lot of grip to the fit and finish on the Joy-Cons or the back of the tablet. Um, I think that those are all my notes. Oh, no. And no, I would definitely, not. I mean, it's, it should be a no-brainer, but, like, if you're going to take this thing out of the house, you need a case for it. You do. Like, I would, I, not, I, I would not just throw this thing in a bag. No, no. It would snap. Yeah. Um, I brought it in a t-shirt. <laughs> I, <wrapped it, laughs> I wrapped a t-shirt around it before I threw it in my bag. The other thing I want to bring up that really bothers me that may not bother anybody else is that the headphone jack is on the top. So you can see... The headphone is on the top, so when you play it, you have to send the cord around the bottom, or behind it, and then out from behind. Hmm. And I didn't really think it would bother me all that much. See, that's not, so I would do it like this. And like kind of have it off to the side like that. Then it gets all messed up. See, it's all over your fingers. Hmm. It should it's be on the bottom. Weird. It should be on the bottom. But There's a reason like every industrial design has the headphone jack on the bottom. I can't imagine how they ran out of room and weren't able to do it, but for whatever reason... Well, they didn't want to put it there because of tabletop mode, maybe? Are you listening with earbuds? Uh, that's a good you're... point, I guess. If you do set it up with the with a kickstand, yeah. you can't have the... Put it on the I mean, side? I, don't, I guess that, that's really that's the only the answer. Is. I mean, that's basic, you're basically stuck there. Yeah, I guess you're right. That's, that was the best case scenario for Nintendo. And unfortunately, uh, to me, it's not ideal. Um, all right, let's turn the thing on. And we'll start going through the menus. Pop off the Joy-Cons. Hopefully they sync. So you guys have probably heard stories about Joy-Cons having problems syncing. Um, and I'm actually having that problem right now. They will not sync. Because hmm. we, you weren't having that. We weren't having the problem here earlier. Okay, we got it up. So I'm sure you guys have all heard about the syncing problems with the left Joy-Con. I have been having major problems with this more worse than everybody else so some of you guys may have watched a video that uh youtube channel game explain did where they were blocking like the parts of the joy con with their hand like this and it was setting the signal awry my problem wasn't that at all my problem was they just would not by the left joy con 
after I got five feet away from the console, will not sink in my living room. It still will not. I tried this right before I came here and packed everything up. I've been dealing with this for like three days now. The left Joy-Con will not sink after I move five feet away from the dock in my living room. So I bring it in here. I set everything up. It's not like you can move it closer because of the cord. So on the inside of the Joy-Cons here, there's like these, this, uh, there's four lights. So when you go to sync it, there are four lights. It like sync, it seeks. Now look, my left Joy-Con just dropped. Not doing it, yeah. And the system turned off. What happened? I don't know, it turned off. That's really weird. Mm. There's back on. Okay, let's try to sync them again. So there's the right one. It synced right, right away. Here's the left one. And it synced right away. So they're both synced now. You have the green lights. And I'll get up and see if they're going to stay synced. I guess I'm way out of the shot. So I'm about eight feet away. They're still synced. I know you guys probably can't see the little green lights on these, but they're still synced. And put them behind our monitor back here. It stays synced. And this is where I don't get the whole issue that Game Explain had because I can block these and yeah, they work we, fine we, for me. We did pull up the little analog, you know, like demo tester, mode, yeah. test mode, and like we did covered it with our hands, put it behind the TV, no difference, nothing. But you but in the sync problem we just haven't been having the sync problem here. I don't know what the difference is. Um so at home it will not work for me. And look, I do have an entertainment center with tons of stuff in it. I have a big plasma yeah. TV. And we got a bunch of stuff here, too. It's yeah, like, I mean, look. It's not right, like we're an electromagnetic free zone That's here. a good point. Like, right now, we have three cameras around us, two lights, a monitor right here, a TriCaster running there, a, a sound mixer, a monitor two, running three there. Three phones, the yeah. iPad. So there should be plenty of interference here. And it's working great. It's mm -hmm. working fine. In my living room. Where I do have a, t a big TV and a receiver and... And we have a Wi-Fi. There's Wi-Fi in here running well. around with phone. Why does it not work in my living room? Because, I, I mean, I've done everything. I've experimented with this thing to try mm -hmm. to get it to work. Because I've had to play Zelda in handheld mode exclusively. I cannot play it on the TV. And I've tried everything. I've tried turning off everything but just my TV and the receiver. I've taken my cell phone and put it in the kitchen so it was away from... <laughs> I've done everything. And literally... You can, I can watch it. I'll keep watch the light and take step, step back, step back, step back. And when it gets to about the five or six foot range, gone. And it's not like with all everybody else where it's like it's spotty and like mm -hmm. it'll catch and then it'll go. It'll it's just gone. It doesn't work at all. So I don't know what it is, Matt. I cannot figure it out. And I reached out to Nintendo about this. Um, Nintendo is said they're looking into it. They're going to get back to me. That's the last thing I heard. Uh, that was yesterday, around midday, I think it was. I, I was actually texting with you whenever they mm -hmm. finally replied to my email. Um, they said they're looking into it, but I haven't heard anything back from them. I saw some people on Twitter saying, oh, I have a buddy who works at Nintendo saying it'll be fixed for launch. Like, we don't know that. Yeah. They're telling the press we're working on it. Right. There has been no it's going to be fixed commentary there's, from them at all. There's the really press. no word from Nintendo at no. all about this. Like, they recognize to me that they know it's an issue and they're working on it, and that's the official word right now. So, whatever anybody else tells you about having a brother's, cousin's, roommate's, locker mate working at Nintendo, 
the journalists are in direct touch with Nintendo, and they have not given us an update on this yet. So that's the facts, Jack. Uh, let's go through the menus here. And I'm very happy. I made a stay here to play Zelda now because I can actually play it on a TV <laughs> screen instead of having to play it in handheld. And look, I'll say one thing I will say but before we get into our discussion about Zelda is Zelda looks better on the tablet than it does on my TV screen. I'm not surprised by that. And I have a 1080p plasma. Mm. And it looks better on the tablet in 720p than it does in 1080p on my mm. TV. Smaller screen... At that resolution, running native. My TV is 65 inches, so it's big. Mm -hmm. So it's not like a little one, but yeah. So I think we have pretty much the same TV. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm not that doesn't shock me. Like it's going to look a little sharper on a smaller screen running a native resolution. Okay, so unfortunately, I cannot show you guys Zelda today. They will not let us stream it um, until the review embargo is up, um, and that is, I believe, March 1st. I think we have two days before the system comes out. Uh, where we'll be able to put up our official review of the system and our review of Zelda. So, let's start going through the menus here. Here's news. As you guys know, the eShop will be live um, at launch day. It is not live yet. Um, if you click on it, it just basically does nothing. Um, latest news direct here on Nintendo Switch. I don't know. what this Is, gonna, is this going to be like the new blue light flashing on Probably. the Wii U? I'm guessing that's what it's going to be. Um, all this stuff is really quick. Uh, really responsive. Here you can see the, uh, the the tabletop mode there. If you go down to the the back, no back out. Down in the oh, tabletop panel. Go. Oh yeah, there it you is. Can see, you can see the cat freak out that he's about to break the. <laughs> the... <laughs> <laughs> that is great. It looks like I drew that cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> but it says at, in this section here, like it'll pop out. You can pop it back. Probably pop it back into place. Yeah, if you accidentally knock the stand off, you can probably pop it back into place. But don't do that too often or it will weaken the stand. Amelia? Who's Amelia? I don't know, but she wrote all these things. She signed, <laughs> she signed all these things. Uh, let's see. Playing on the big screen. It just basically shows you. Shows, uh, again, why do you keep inv inviting Bowser over? Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like that's not going to end well one way or the other. Uh... Looks like there's just, I mean, like I said, there's no instruction manual with this thing, so it looks like this is the instruction manual, just built into the console, mm -hmm. essentially. Um, yeah. Questions. Don't call us, we'll call you. Amelia. Uh, so let's go back, that's the news. eShop, like I said. Nothing there. Update, there's no update yet. Album, so you can take screenshots with uh the switch i honestly have not figured out i've done it on accident it's the is that button that's the power button uh this is the screenshot button oh it's a screenshot button so there's a little button there below the other buttons unable to take a capture down because i'm already in the in the menu <laughs> what if you want to do an infinite capture of the same <laughs> screenshot and not happening um, no word on video yet, just stills mm -hmm. from the game, uh, or from games, or from the UI, obviously. Uh, controllers, basically you can change the grip order? I don't even know what that means. Oh, I guess if you have, like, four Joy-Cons. Yeah, I guess can... if you're mixing them up and you're sticking them on the different grips, you can decide which one's which or something like that. Yeah. Um, just to say, I guess just you imagine like, like player if, you, order. if you're playing four players and you've got eight Joy Cons floating around, like it's 
Yeah, so you're switching it between horizontal and... Yeah. Between NBA mode and milk the cow mode. And it won't go back. Press A when you're ready. I was hitting A. Press L and R on the controller. There you go. This is something I've been going back and forth with with this left Joy-Con dropping out. Is mm-hmm. like the game will just stop and that menu will pop up and it'll ask you to squeeze both of the mm. triggers together. And once you do, it'll let you press A and then they're basically synced with the console again. So it's been something that's kind of kept me from going forward with it over the last couple days. Obviously, pair of new controllers. We know what that's about. Um, system settings, airplane mode, screen brightness. Like I said, I kept the screen brightness on its default setting from when I got it out of the box. Uh, sleep mode. Sleep mode is kind of cool. Um, there's an Easter egg with sleep mode. When you un, if you wake it up out of sleep, basically you have to hit a button three times in a row. And these four face buttons, depending on which one you use to unlock it from sleep, it will fire off different old school like retro Nintendo sound effects. Hmm. So it's a cool little Easter egg there. Uh, the parental controls on this system are like handled with a crazy app. Like it's like next level parental control. <laughs> like you can see right hmm. there, like in the little cartoon or whatever um that yeah there's you can really monitor what your kids are doing on this i like um, that you can set a timer oh yeah like it's gonna i'm like hope you get to that save point junior how rough would that be man <laughs> if it happened like right in the middle of a boss fight or whatever um internet obviously doesn't work yet data management you can see the there's 26 gigs free after the uh, os is installed onto the system i do not have a micro sd card in the system yet um, I believe micro SD cards come into up to 256 gigabytes right now. Mm-hmm. Um, the system, I think, will support two terabytes or something. Yeah, once those come out, which they, may they, never yeah. happen. But right now, 256 gigs is the most. I cannot imagine a, a scenario in which I need two terabytes of storage on the Switch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and if you guys are if you guys are on Sifted, you probably saw a couple days ago that you can now, now go and uh, claim your ID for Switch. Mm. And so I got my name that I have across everything, which is Dimfire. Um, Mies, there's uh, there's some new features for creating Mies, but it's still mostly the same. There's me, the one I created. Looks pretty remarkably accurate. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's like new hair colors. Like you can change the hair color green or whatever. But otherwise, these look pretty much exactly the same. As the Miis that were on 3DS and Wii U. Like, um, I wonder how much longer they're going to, you know, continue this Mii thing. I mean, you would... Well, I don't... I like the Mii thing. I just wish they would upgrade, like, the quality of them. They still look so lo-fi and low-rent, like... I don't know. I also wonder, too, if I'll be able to transfer all my Miis over from my Wii U. Because I have, like, a huge Mii collection of, like, celebrity Miis. Mm. Where back when the Wii first launched, people were going and creating, like celebrities using the tools and i'd literally have like hundreds and hundreds of celebrity me's um so i'm hoping i can transfer those over um well here you can copy one from the amiibo so i guess if i were to load my me's onto onto an an amiibo i could then transfer them over to the switch using that uh, device and here's send and receive so you can share me's with other users um themes there's really just black and white i chose black uh, when you get it, it's default. It defaults to white. Um, notifications, download com- complete. Um, there's a sound effect. I have all this turned on. Sleep mode. Um, I have it set for five minutes. That's probably what was happening. It was shutting off. Mm. Maybe I should uh, bump that up for the purpose of demoing this today. 
Controllers and sensors. Vibration. Here's the calibrate the control sticks thing, which you saw uh, Game Explain showing off. And you can see, like, that basically it will tell you if you're getting a signal dropout or not. And so this is the right one, which no one's had problems with. Also, by the way, I have not had a problem with the right Joy-Con at all. It works fine in my home. Left one, nothing. Right mm -hmm. one, I could throw it in a toilet and it keeps safe. So I don't, I don't know what's up with that. Um, so that was the right one I just showed you. Now I'm going to show you the left to show you that having no problems. And then Game Explain was, like, putting their hand over it. And I'm getting no well, issues with that. Let me, let me see if I can take it further away. See, I'm away. getting it, like, still smooth as butter. See? Yep. Still working pretty good. I'm going to get up and move away this way. Now you get a little bit of... Yep, now yep, it's starting to break there up. There it is. So right now, Matt has it, like, between his knees... Facing away with like his hand. Like blocking it with covering, my body. Blocking it with his body. And now you're getting a little bit of that breakup. But like now, I said. Now it's not blocked by anything. Yeah. Now it's blocked by my hand. And it's fine. Now it's behind my back. And you can see it's starting to break up. And it's not working too well. So there's definitely something. But up. that doesn't seem like the problem you're having. It's not the problem I'm having at all. There's, it's some kind of interference. Um, there's definitely a problem with signal strength with this. Yes. Some people had said that maybe the right Joy-Con is a daisy chain, and the right Joy-Con is the first in the chain, and then it's trying to pass the signal off to the left. Seems like a really weird way to do it. That. It does seem like a really weird way to do it. And I, I, I don't really believe that idea. I think people are just like, what the hell? Like, yeah. why would this new system launch with well, this Well, one way to test that might be able to, to set it up so that that is the only controller. So, like, the sideways mode, and then try to do the same block, the block it with your body thing and see if that does the same thing. Yeah. Um, there's something wrong. I mean, yeah. I have every system under the sun I sh I should not in my living yeah. room with wireless controllers. They all work flawlessly. Yeah. I've not had a problem with any other controller ever in my living room. And this left Joy-Con will not work in my living room. So there's something with it. Like, I don't know what it is. I haven't figured it out. I don't know if Nintendo's figured it mm -hmm. out. So it looks like you won't have a tremendous problem if you can sit close enough to the system. Right. Yeah, if you but, can sit right next to it, it shouldn't give you any issues. Because, like I said, my even my left Joy-Con was working within five feet of the dock. Mm. So, I don't know. It's a conundrum, man. I really don't know what's going on. I've never seen anything like this before. It's like if you got a plug near your couch and a long enough HDMI cable to reach the TV, maybe you can solve it that way until if Nintendo doesn't manage to I fix guess. it on day one. I mean, really, if, th if this can be fixed through a firmware or a software update, it better happen. Like, yeah. day one. I mean, that's... A disaster out of the box. It's a problem, for sure. Um, let's see what else we got here in the menus. Uh, TV settings. Up to 1080p. No 4K. Surprise, surprise. Um, RGB. Screen size. Burn-in reduction. I have it on because I own a plasma. And then TV sound. No surround. It says surround. Oh, there it is. <laughs> So we'll just keep that on stereo for right now. Um, then system, didn't fire switch. This is all just mumbo jumbo. Um, mute when headphones are disconnected on. This is all a bunch of bull crap. So there it is. Nintendo Switch.
completely blown out for you guys. Um, I really don't know of anything else we could show. Um, if no, we did no, have... There's another embargo. Yeah, if we did have the Pro Controller, obviously we could show you that, but we didn't get that sent to us. So mm-hmm. all we have right now is the, is the grip. So we're going to take questions from you guys. If you guys can think of anything that we haven't covered already about the hardware, uh, we'll take questions at the end of the show, and you guys can ask whatever you want, and we'll try to dig it up for you guys and figure it out. But now we're going to move on to talk about Zelda. Um, the only game I was sent by Nintendo. And as we mentioned at the beginning of the show, and do not show an over-the-shoulder shot of this, Sam. These are, this is the embargo notes for Zelda of what I can and cannot talk to you about today. Look at this. Three pages. And it is so granular. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. It reminds like, me of those, like, when Capcom would send those giant packets of like don't show this don't show that do not spoil this part of this the ending of this scene of that da, da, da. and it's like thanks i mean I, honestly I after i looked through this today or the other day i was like i'm not doing a preview like mm-hmm. because what it ultimately amounts to is nintendo said you can't show or talk about anything that we haven't already, already talked about or shown yeah. that's really what it comes down to so any footage that you see floating out there today it's all going to be stuff that you've already seen before. There really, may be... at this point, it's like, you know if you want the game or not. And if do you, do, you If you do, you're probably not going to be looking at previews because you're going to be in blackout mode. But you can't... Well, I guess the point I'm saying is you can. Like, there's nothing in these new videos that are going up today right. that's any beyond anything that was already shown by Nintendo at E3 or whatever. And the numerous Treehouse streams that they've done and all that other stuff. So, as far as spoilers are concerned, you're okay. You don't have to worry about it. Um, wow. Where do I start with Zelda? So... I've played now six or seven hours, I'm guessing, because I've been playing it in patches and trying to figure out what the hell's going on with the Joy-Con. Um, probably six or seven hours, maybe a little more. I've still not entered a dungeon. I have not played a dungeon yet. Um, I think I'm okay saying that. <laughs> I don't even know. It's like, it's so hard to follow these. I'm going to keep this right here, by the way, just to reference as I go along to make sure I'm not screwing up or saying something I'm not supposed to. Um... I've not entered a dungeon. I have fought tons of shrines. Tons of shrines. And when you complete a shrine, you get a spirit orb. And you get spirit orbs in other ways, too. But the spirit orbs are basically the currency for the game. So they're what unlock things. <laughs> it's so hard, hard talking about this game under these embargoes. Uh, it unlocks stuff. It, it makes it so you can progress to new things. Um, they are the gatekeeper, the spirit orbs. And every time you complete one of the shrines, and the shrines are like mini, mini dungeons. We've seen it in all the mm-hmm. demos the Treehouse has done already. There's like um, 140 of them or something like that. There's a ton of them, yeah. And uh, a lot of times, like at least in the early going, one of the first thing that hap- things that happens, after you get past like that first 20 minutes that they they have shown before, you meet this gentleman who tells you you need to go to four different shrines to collect these spirit orbs. And in order, and if you do that, then he will give you something that will help you progress. Man, this is so hard, talking about this game. <laughs> um, and so you basically have to go to these four predetermined shrines around the map and complete the shrines and get the spirit orb and then come back. And those first four shrines, actually more than the first four, but those first four as well, when you complete them, you, you get not only a spirit orb, but when you first walk in, there's these crazy contraptions that will give you new powers. And by new powers, I say, let me see, what have they shown to make sure? Let me look at this list to see what I'm allowed to tell you about. 
This is insane. It actually doesn't even address it. In all this paperwork, it doesn't say. So you get, like, the bombs. And the bombs in Zelda this time are on a timer. So you don't have to actually go and collect bombs. Um, you can drop one or throw one, and you manually detonate it with the, uh, the left shoulder button, which is a great tactic, by the way, because the enemies in this game are pretty aggressive. So... Once they kind of have like a zone that they hang out in, and then once you enter that zone, then they come after you. Like I've had enemies in this game like run after me for like a mile. But the bombs are great because you can drop a bomb, keep running, and as soon as they run over the bomb, you just detonate it and just blows them to smithereens. Um, but it's on a timer. Instead of like this finite thing that you have to collect, it is on a cooldown. And uh, so when you go through those first four shrines, you get a new, you get like a bomb, you get the magnetic thing that they've shown where you can like move things with magnets. You get this other power up that lets you turn water into like ice columns to build like platforms so you can jump off of them. And after you go to those four shrines and you return back, then he gives you a very important item that helps you with traversal uh, to get places you weren't previously able to get to. Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say exactly what it is, even though they've shown it. Many times in gameplay. I don't think I'm allowed to say how you get it. So I can't say what it is. This is insane. Um, <laughs> uh, so once you get that, then you get tossed into cooking. And cooking is a much bigger part of this game than I ever thought it would be. I tried to tell you. I thought it would be just like <laughs> something you can do to make like health potion, which you can. Like you can yeah. just cook stuff for health. Or... I think I said like you're going to be spending a lot of time cooking in this game. Like, I don't know cooking a... and crafting is, is a real focus here. It is. It is a big focus. Oh, good job. He pulls up a fire. You're on it. You're on fire today, Sam. So the cooking... When they first introduce it to you, you have to make a very specific dish to... That we can't tell you That I can't tell you what it is, and I can't tell you who you make the dish for or what it gets you, but I can say that you make the dish so you can make progress. I should just record so you can make progress and then just push a button here <laughs> that just says it over and over again. I'm just totally trying to cover my ass as much as possible. So you make the first dish that gives you something that helps you make progress and to make that first dish you have to travel out into the wild to get specific ingredients for the dish and they don't tell you what that ingredient is they hint at it um, they tell you what the final dish is supposed to be and you just kind of have to figure it out based upon the ingredients that you have and man you will have i already have 30 different ingredients probably that i've collected there's just there's tons of stuff they're just mushrooms acorns like Meat. Hunting is a big part of this game as well. Um, because you get raw meat from killing animals. Um, and they burst into a pot of smoke and there's just like a perfectly sized steak left behind that you pick up. Um, but those elements of the game, the hunting, the gathering, all that type of stuff is a much bigger element than I ever thought it would be. Um, is it fun? I mean, I think that's up to each individual person to figure out whether... Uh, it's something that's going to be fun to them or not. The hunting is not all that challenging. Um, I, what I found was when I actively tried to hunt, it was more frustrating than just killing things that I randomly came across as I ran around the environment. Um, horse riding. I found a horse. 
not the horse everyone's thinking of. I just found a horse that an enemy was riding, and when I killed the enemy, I was able to just jump on the horse, and the horse kind of became mine. Like, it started following me around, um, and if I would get off of it, it would stay nearby. It wouldn't run off. Mm. So there's some kind of an AI going on there with the horse where once you've got on the horse and kind of ridden it, it is kind of imprinted on you, I guess, in some kind of a way. Can you name so it's it? AI. I've, no. That one I was not allowed to name. Um... Oh, man, what else? Let me take a look at this list really quickly and make sure I'm not stepping out of bounds. I'm just going to pretend all my horses are named Roach. Oh, oh so... Yeah, that's a good one. So there's one thing that you know they've talked about with this game from the beginning is that you can go and fight the final boss immediately. I honestly don't think there's any way possible you can do that. Oh, the speedrunners will figure it out. I mean, maybe. I mean, there probably is some way. The, the average player, there's no way in hell. Because you start trying to do that, and you come across enemies that you just have no chance of defeating. I mean, maybe somebody did, someday will get good enough to boot up the game and just make it to the final boss. No, somebody will do that in the first three days. You I highly doubt it. Um, no one will find each other in No Man's Sky for months. Yeah. Nope. 24 hours. <laughs> Trust me. Someone, there's somebody out there who's already... Like, this is all they're getting this for, is to do that. It's possible. Um, I don't... The average player will never do it. No. I guess is what I'm saying. I will never do it. Yeah. I, I don't have any interest in doing that, frankly. And, and look, there's a... Aside from enemy strength and power, <clears throat> there are other gatekeeping techniques in this game, like weather. Mm. Um, there's certain parts of the world that are really cold. And, in, like, at first you can't... Go into those areas because you'll freeze to death and die. But then, you know, eventually there's a big clothing and customization element to this game as well. Which, you know, a lot of people are saying, why doesn't Link have his usual outfit on? That's why. Because there's, like, crazy customization. Because you got to sew it first. There, well, <laughs> there are clothing stores you can go and buy mm -hmm. clothes at and, and that type of thing. Um, How much of an issue has the uh, weapon degradation been to you? It's a big part of it. So that's, as far as gameplay is concerned, everything else is pretty much the same. The combat works the same. You have the Z-lock. Um, if you're locked on and you hold back and tap, you'll do a backflip away. You can, if you're holding forward and you tap it, you'll lunge in for a downward strike. Um, there's side steps for each direction. It's the same. The combat mm -hmm. is the same, other than the weapon degradation. And I, I honestly, I personally don't like it. Because... You, can't, you never build a relationship with a weapon in this game. Because literally, like, you get a powerful weapon, you may use it on five or six enemies, and it just breaks and it's gone. And then you have to try to find another one. And it's this constant struggle of making sure you have a decent weapon. Because the enemies, like I said, they're really aggressive. And when you start, you only have three hearts. So two, three attacks from an enemy, you die. Um, and not having a reliable weapon all the time can be a, real, a pretty big pain in the butt. Um, but yeah, the weapon degradation is a big deal. The stamina is a huge, huge deal. Um, so the stamina will... You have a stamina meter. It's a little green meter. And it will go down when you're running, when you're climbing, and when you're swimming. And look, I've we all remember Zelda games in the past where you had X amount of time to do whatever. And if you don't, you have to try again. It, that element is kind of extrapolated over into the entire game here. Um, and I'm not a fan of it, to be honest with you. I, I 
don't it, there, there's a reason most games don't have stamina meters like that. I don't know why Zelda has decided to do this, but it's annoying. And at certain points in the game, you get the opportunity to either upgrade Link's health with another heart, or you can add to the stamina meter. And every time I've added to the stamina meter, if that tells you anything about the other part about it too, is that dying in this game doesn't mean that much. When you die, you go. Sometimes you just reappear right where you died. Or sometimes it's like 50 yards away from where you died. Like, the checkpoints in the game are very generous. I, I honestly don't know what the point of saving in this game is. I, there's, it's not like when you save, you go to a menu and you choose a save slot or anything like that. There, it just automatically checkpoint saves as you play. Um, so I have no idea why there's a save option in the game. There is. Um... But I, every time when I had a choice, I increased the stamina because the stamina is a pain in the butt and it keeps you from being able to reach parts of the area or it keeps you from being able to climb high enough to get over a bluff to get up to where you need to go because these worlds are, they're very cleverly designed. I'll say that much. Like there's, when I was talking earlier about how there's that first mission at the beginning where you have to go to those four shrines, you really start to see the genius of the way the world is designed when you do that because... There are multiple ways to reach each one of those shrines. And you may go one way and not be able to make it with the abilities that you have. But then you go all the way back around and you realize there's maybe a way to kind of jimmy it to get there. Um, again, it's so hard to speak about this game without being specific. Um, so, yeah, I'm not a fan of the weapon degradation. I'm a fan of, like, getting a weapon and liking it and sticking with it and getting good with it. With this game, mm -hmm. that's really not the case. Although a lot of the weapons kind of function and act the same anyway. Um, and then the stamina, I'm not a big fan of either. And both opportunities I've had, I've chosen stamina to increase instead of my health. Because there's really no penalty for dying. So, and I haven't fought a boss yet. I haven't went into a dungeon yet. And I'm pretty far into the game. So, I was just like, to me, the stamina is what's most important right now. Because I'm just sick of being annoyed by it. So... Because it's, it's silly. It's like you, you use it to sprint. So what you end up doing is you just hold it, watch the meter deplete, let off, let it ba build back up, press it again until the meter's depleted. So you're doing this like sprint run, sprint run, sprint run, like all the way around the world. And like, you know, my, I had a horse. The horse eventually disappeared. You do a lot of running in this game, like running from point A to point B. Um, there is a, a fast travel system. You can basically fast travel from any major point that you've been to previously. The map is great in this game. Um, and you can select from the map to warp directly to these points as well. Uh, what else can I mention? Let me look through these notes real quick. Let me jog my memory. Do you have any questions, Matt? Um, no, the weapon thing is my main, because I don't like weapon degradation in games either. Yeah. Um, it is extreme in this. Like, literally, you fight three or four enemies and your weapon's done. Yeah, like that. I mean, I like you know, like Dark Souls is weapon degradation, but it resets when you hit the bonfires and uh, in three and like these weapons never reset. Yeah, and I have not yet found a way to repair weapons. I don't know. I don't know if it's in there or not. In the amount of time I played, one assumes the Master Sword would not break. I'm guessing but... maybe that's what happens, and I have no idea. Again, I've not got the Master Sword, and I don't think I'm allowed to talk about. I don't know if I'm allowed to say Master Sword on a camera. <laughs> I know it's in the game because it's been in trailers, and I'm assuming And it's maybe... in the logo, and it comes in the box. Right. <laughs> so I'm assuming, and this is a total assumption, that the Master Sword 
actually is a master weapon in that it's finally the weapon that you get that doesn't break. At least mm-hmm. that's what I'm hoping. Or maybe like you don't even get it until you fight the final boss. That, I mean, mm-hmm. that happens sometimes. So That's very possible. Uh... So yeah, I mean, the weapon degradation in this is way more extreme than in most games. Mm. And I've not yet found a way to repair it. I don't know, maybe eventually you do get that ability. I mean, I don't, like, I'm wondering if like later on you get like actual you know, steel weapons or something as opposed to hitting people with sticks. Obviously, sticks probably don't have a huge, you know... Because as, as I do get, you know, I don't mind like some, you know, having to do some weapon maintenance, but I do tend to get attached to my weapons, and I would like to have a sword that's, you know, my trusty sword. Yeah. And, I'm okay keeping, like, that's, you know, don't use the sword unless you're up against something, you know, unless stuff gets real. But, like, I like stuff that can last a few more hits. I don't know. It's like, it seems like this game is pretty darn big. It's so. huge. It is freaking huge. I honestly, the embargo for reviewing this is, like, March 1st. I really don't think I'm going to have the review ready. I mean, like I said, I don't feel like I've really made any progress in the game. And, you know, it's not one of those games where you can... Choose to fiddle around in the overworld or just plow forward with like the main quests. Like the main quests so far are making you just do stuff mm. in the overworld. I haven't got to like yeah. that checkpoint driven grind with the game yet where well, it's I just like Jeremy, now go here, now go here, now go here. I saw Jeremy Parrish was saying that like it's very sparse on the checkpoints. It does not guide you through stuff. It wants you to explore and find even main quest stuff as you explore the world. And I have found some pretty cool stuff just wandering around. Like, you know, there is a reward for looking for treasure. Like, you'll find stuff that's actually worth it. Then there are other times where you go into, like, an encampment and you kill, like, five dudes and there's a chest that opens up and you get, like, five arrows. So it's (laughs) like... (laughs) You saw him find pants in a chest. Yeah, yeah. You can find anything. You never know. Convenient that the goblins with feet the size of a, you know, a stick are keeping link-sized pants in their... (laughs) So I've decided to turn the tables on Nintendo here. Instead of me trying to figure out what I can and can't talk about, I'm just going to list everything that they said we are okay to talk about. Okay. Um, Let me read this again. Only the following gear and weaponry may be discussed. Okay, so I'm good to talk about this. Body gear. Old shirt, Hylian tunic, soldier's armor, a warm doublet, and and flame breaker armor. Headgear, a Hylian hood, a soldier's helm, a flamebreaker helm. I don't know what the flamebreaker helm is. I've not seen that yet. Leg gear, well-worn pants, Hylian trousers, soldier's greaves, flamebreaker boots. This seems like an outfit yeah. like, that I'll eventually get. Swords. Tree branch, a torch, traveler's sword, soldier's sword, woodcutter's axe. And the woodcutter's axe, you've seen that in action before where you can cut down trees mm-hmm. that will fall over like rivers and then you can cross the river that way. I think that might be the one weapon that doesn't break because I've been using it for a long time. It's, it's like a basic tool. It's something that you just like need to use all the time. Iron sledgehammer, best weapon I've had so far. Like literally, you, you hit someone with it with an uppercut and it just sends them flying like 20 or 30 feet. Uh, Boko club, and the Boko is an enemy in the game. And the Lizal boomerang. Boomerangs are different in this game. So <laughs> you can melee with them hmm. instead of just throwing them, which is I thought was pretty cool. Um, and the spears, there's a wooden mop, farmer's pitchfork, a traveler's spear, a soldier's spear, and a boko spear. Uh, the bow, there's a boko bow, a traveler's bow, and a soldier's bow. And then the shield, there's a wooden shield, a traveler's shield, and a soldier's shield. So, and then arrows, there's a regular arrow, fire arrow, ice arrows, electric arrows, and bomb arrows. So, standard equipment. Pretty much. And that's the extent of what Nintendo said I'm allowed to share with you guys. So, 
so we can't talk about the Master Sword. Even though it's in the logo. And it's in the trailers. <laughs> yeah. And it's in every damn Zelda game. It, come on. Yeah. So, I think that's it. Mm-hmm. As far as what we're going to share with you guys today, um, we are going to do as long a Q&A as you guys want. Um, as long as you guys keep asking questions, we're going to keep answering them about Switch or Zelda. Um, you can ask about Ghost Recon, too, if you want to. Um, we do have a trailer of the week this week, though, uh, which is always our nice segue to, for you guys to get your questions in. Uh, trailer of the week is for Horizon Zero Dawn, a game we have not talked about yet, mm-hmm. because neither one of us have got it yet. Um, as you guys know, Sony is one of the publishers we do not get advanced review copies from. Yeah. So We're hoping today, but it doesn't look like that's going to happen. Yeah, we were hoping today, and it doesn't look like it's going to happen. So this may be a game that we're going to come in late on, and we apologize. There's just nothing we can do about it. But uh, we did want to run the launch trailer for the game because it does come out Tuesday. Um, and we want you guys to remember that, uh, that it is coming up. And tough decisions coming up for some people. Mm-hmm. Horizon or Zelda? I mean, that's a decision I'm going to be making in a couple days. Like, do I keep playing Zelda or do I start playing Horizon? I don't know. I don't think I can answer that right now. I don't think I'm allowed to answer that because I would tip my hand about Zelda. I don't know. Well, I'm going to definitely play Horizon first because I don't get Zelda till Friday. So, right. Get as much Horizon in as I can before going to. Can I say Hyrule? <laughs> <laughs> that's freaking hilarious. All right. So, anyway. Get those questions in right now. We'll answer as many as you guys got. Here's the launch trailer for Horizon Zero Dawn.
think about that trailer, Matt? A little underwhelming oh, for a launch trailer, don't you think? More of, yeah, kind of a tone setter more than a yeah. hype thing. Builder, but... yeah. I mean, they have just flooded us with media of that oh, game yeah. over the last two weeks. I mean, we were getting literally a couple days in the last week, two or three trailers a day from Horizon Zero Dawn. They are going all yeah, in. Like you can't say they send it to die. No, they, uh... <laughs> definitely not. They're doing everything they can. So, so we had some great questions here. Uh, the first one was from Unfashionable. He asked if NPCs have voiceover. So, the way voiceover is handled in this game, it's not as prevalent as you might assume. Um, NPCs do not generally speak. They have gibberish. Like you've seen in Rare's games like Banjo-Kazooie and in Zelda before. Um, you just keep hitting the button, they go beep, 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 beep. But then there are certain cutscenes that are fully voiced. Um, I don't think I can say anything other than that. Um, it's, full voiceover is used sparingly, I guess is the best way to put it. It's not like the whole thing is voiced. It's used for like the biggest scenes in the game, essentially. Um, like the, the scenes that kind of pivot the plot and send the plot off in a specific direction. That is when the, the cinemas are voiced. Um, I've not heard Link talk yet, um, and I don't know if he ever will, but so far from what I've played, he has not spoken. So, that's how voiceover is handled. I see other people saying they're not fans of the weapon degradation. I guess I'm not alone on that one. Uh, um, stand user asks, does Breath of the Wild get the old Zelda bump? Hmm. <clears throat> so... <laughs> <laughs> How do I uh, dance around this one? Is it like, you know, just in you know, taking kind of the history of Zelda, is it ever, even if they were to ever put out like a bad Zelda game, like not like a Zelda game where it's like, oh, we didn't like Skyward Sword so much, or that, right. but a bad Zelda game, is it ever worth giving it that review considering the backlash that will come at you? Well, yeah. I mean, you've got to be honest. Yeah. I mean, I'm, look. You'd think. I look. I I hear you. But sometimes, like I can see why some journalists would be scared. Yeah. To do that because I, when I gave Skyward Sword at GT, I think I gave it like an eight four or an eight point six. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. It was like the sky was the sky was falling. Um, Nintendo fans, when it comes to Zelda, man, they are very very defensive, very very protective, and I could see where maybe if you're you'll wait that long for something. Yeah, I mean, I can see where if maybe you're if you're a green journalist or you're new to it, you may live in fear of that backlash. I wouldn't. Mm. Um, I've already had like pretty much at this point every type of fanboy come after me multiple times, and you know that's just something over time you just get used to and you just don't really care about anymore. Mm. You just care about being honest and getting the right information out there. Could some of the smaller sites give it a Zelda bump? Maybe. Um, man, I wish I, I wish I could say more about the game than I can right now. Um, I think what you what you see with Zelda in general is that a lot of times it is held to a different standard. I don't know if it's a bump, but I think a lot of times people say, like I've already seen with some of the preview coverage today, people using hyperbolic statements like "the best Zelda ever." Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people hear something like that, and they go, oh my god, Ocarina of Time, one of the best games ever made. In my opinion, you know, if, in a lot of my lists, it is the best game ever made for when it was made. 
But I think a lot of people, when they say stuff like that, have lost sight of the fact that Zelda has been left behind. Mm-hmm. And that it has been, like, behind the times for a long time. I mean, Skyward Sword was way behind the curve. That was my biggest issue with it. And that's what I said in that review at Game Trailers was that, you know, you compare this to another Zelda game, sure, it's improved a little bit. But if you actually compare it to other games in the industry and the same genre that it's in, it's not a great game. Mm. Well, that's also like one of the most interesting things about Breath of the Wild is that most of the gameplay concepts in Breath of the Wild uh, seem to come from this decade. Yeah. Which is unusual well anuma this game did an interview this week where he talked about for the first time in his entire life he has started playing other games he played skyrim for one Mm. and and so he's starting to finally realize oh hey this is what's going on out there now like we're not in this bubble anymore and i think there is a big contingency of nintendo fans who would prefer that nintendo's games are kept in that bubble where they're compared against each other instead of what's going on outside the bubble. And mm-hmm. I'll never do that. Like, to me, I don't care who publishes a game or who develops a game, that game is going to be evaluated against its contemporaries. Period. No matter what platform they're on or who made it or where it came from, it doesn't matter to me. It's how does this game scale against the competition that's out there? Because it isn't just Nintendo games competing against Nintendo games. This game is going to compete for dollars with Horizon Zero Dawn. And games like Skyrim. So that's kind of how I look at it. And I do feel like Zelda games get a pass on a lot of stuff because people are like, it's a Zelda game. And it's like this self-contained entity. Uh, To me, it's not. I'm going to review a Zelda game against all the other games in the industry, just like I do every other game that I I review. So, Mm. Talon Cheetah asks, if I said a previous game faces, I wouldn't use a Switch as a portable unit outside the house because it's too expensive or flimsy on the go, do I still think so? Yeah, I will not be using this as a portable device. I will probably take it with me if I go somewhere, like, up to visit my family or something to play it up there. Uh, but I would not, like, really... This is not something I would whip out and play on the plane or anything. Probably. I wouldn't even call this a toy. I would be really nervous giving this to a kid. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm. I mean, I don't think we should try it, but I'm very curious how the how this thing holds up to the drop test. Yeah, I will not drop this. <laughs> I will not. Like, I do not feel. The, I mean, because say what you will about the Wii U's gamepad, but it is very sturdy and very hardy and designed to be thrown around and sat on. And uh, you know, like this seems like a much more uh, piece of precision equipment. Yeah, in comparison. for sure. I mean, you can feel. From the weight, that how much everything is just packed in there. Yeah. Like, I feel like a dent anywhere on the back of this thing could just mm-hmm. totally screw the whole thing. And going back to what I was saying about kids, like, kids are going to see you. And so, I'll show you on the back here. There's these little dinky buttons right here that you push in to release the Joy-Cons. And so, as an adult, you push that, you slide it off, no big deal. But a kid sees that. They don't see you pushing that button. So, what's a kid going to do? They're just going to take that thing and just try to force it right off of there man like and maybe that's good maybe that's what nintendo needs is a system that's made for adults <laughs> it isn't so kid friendly um but i uh i would not hand this to a child mm-hmm. i would in fact if a child walked up and grabbed my switch i would probably have a coronary <laughs> because <laughs> i wouldn't trust it to be in their hands for even like 10 seconds because it's heavy it's a little awkward like i said earlier it doesn't grip very well it could be really easy to drop i just i wouldn't trust it so, yeah, I'll pl- I, I might play. I'll play it probably like 
at my destination, but I don't think I'd play it on the go, really. I mean, if I had one of Nintendo's cases, uh, they didn't Maybe. send it to us, but if I had one, those cases look awesome, and they're made to fit with the Joy-Cons connected onto the tablet. So it's not like it's just the size of the tablet. It's mm -hmm. the full length of the, of the, I guess they're calling it a console. It's um, just also there's the question of, well, what would I play? Right. I don't know. I've been playing Zelda because of my Joy-Con right. issues on the handheld the whole time, and I'm loving it. I'm having a great mm -hmm. time. No problems at all. So... But I want a couch, get my feet kicked up, and yeah. But line, I, like so. in, my, in my case, if that happened to me, I would wait. Oh, I'm not. I can't. Uh, well, you can't. Right? I have no choice. I have to play it. Um, but again, if I was just if I was like a you know a regular person who'd bought it and the Joy-Con wasn't working, I would simply wait for them to fix it. Yeah. Um, I would not play it handheld unless I absolutely had to, which you don't have to. I was I was really by the I was really nervous bringing this over today wrapped in a T-shirt. Mm. If that gives you any perspective on how. Dainty, I feel like this <laughs> thing is. <laughs> it just, it doesn't feel, you know, a lot of Nintendo hardware, you know, like there's the famous, you know, Game Boy that was hit by a, you know, a, like a bomb or whatever, and it still plays Tetris or whatever. Um, this does not feel like your kind of, your traditional drop it in the snow and find it at Grandma's cabin in the spring and it still turns it still on. Turns your on Pokemon save no. still it does not feel like that. No, no, not at all. Uh, let's see, what are the questions? Um, the one Geo, can you change the voices to Japanese in Breath of the Wild? Not that I've seen. I have not seen that option mm -hmm. at all. Um... Erebus Jones, what chance do you think Nintendo will release a tabletless version of the Switch for half the price with those of us for no interest in playing the machine outside? Zero. Zero. You can't. All the hardware. I think all the people... All the hardware is in the tablet. Yeah. Well, I think he means like something equivalent to like, like, like the dock, but containing that. The hardware? Without being able to take it. I don't think they're going to do that. I don't think... I mean, it's called the Switch. Yeah, the, I don't know. The point <laughs> is you're gonna, you can switch between yeah. modes. Like, I don't, I don't see that happening unless it just does not perform and they think that's their only shot at salvaging it. I think they may sell, and Pactor answered a question about this on Pactor Factor, I think they may sell just the handheld with a charging cable, eventually. I think that's down the road, though. And, like, again, how is it a switch at that point? I guess because you can switch well, the Well, then later on, maybe you whatever. can buy the dock by itself for hopefully it's cheaper than $90. Yeah. Dude, I cannot believe they charge $90 for this. Yeah, Hori might want to get on Look, that. Dude, oh, Switch the other camera, Sam. Let me show you how cheap the dock is. Can you see that? See that? I'm bending mm. it with my finger. That's what you're getting for 90 bucks. And also, it, re it really looks, if you open the, the thing, like it looks like there's more hardware in the GameCube progressive scan cable. You're right. Than, than, than there is. is in the dock. Like, I so, still think so, eventually... They're so, Hori, release... figure this one out and sell one for 30 bucks. Right. You'll make a ton of money. I mean, I could figure that out, I think. I don't know. Maybe the interface on the bottom is proprietary, the port that goes maybe? into the... Could be. No, I th isn't that just USB-C? I think it is, yeah. Like, I feel like you could build one of these from radio... Like, the right parts from <laughs> your Radio Shack. And it'd be cheaper than 90 bucks. You can find a Radio Shack. <laughs> <laughs> they're all over L.A. But you know what I'm trying to say. Uh... Somebody, somebody was asking about, I can't find it now, but somebody was asking about the frame rate. How, Cli how oh, Climax 83. Mm. Climax. Good one. Um, the frame rate. Frame rate. It hasn't bottomed out. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of pop-in. Pop-in is 
brutal. And I can talk about this because it's already in tons of footage that's out there. If yeah. you go and watch some of the gameplay and look on the horizon, you can see it. You can even see it, like like you know enemies popping in, trees popping. Yeah. Yeah, the drawing and the pop in is pretty bad. I mean, like you can like the actual G, like topography of the ground goes way way out. Yeah. But but all the detail. Any kind of detail. I mean, yeah, in. it's it's a little it's a little shock. Yeah, that's what I. It's again kind of goes back to the whole Nintendo games again compared to Nintendo games as opposed to like you know if if Elder Scrolls Six was revealed and it did that, like there would be wailing and gnashing of teeth across yeah. the internet. Yeah, and I it mean, might actually look like that if they won't get, go to a new engine. But like, it's it, it's it's well below what I would call standard for a modern open world game in that respect. Oh yeah, I mean I would, I mean this is basically a PS3 with a developer who knows how to use the cell processor developing the game. Hmm. Like that's kind of the level of visuals that you're going to get out of. And you've such. got some good stuff. Yeah, in that and that may even be a little generous. I guess we'll have to see. Like, yeah, I mean, I've seen people say it's better, bigger, better than that, less than that, more. Than that. I mean, it's like no one can really agree. So it's far. um, Zelda. It's hard to judge it with Zelda because Zelda's a port, right? You know, this wasn't built from the ground up for Switch. It's literally like they mm-hmm. ported it over in like less than a year. So, so you might think it would run better than that because it's running a game from the old hardware. But, yeah, I uh, mean, if you look at side by side comparisons, there is a pretty oh, the, significant the upgrade. The resolution bump is very noticeable. You can see it. Yeah. Um, as far as I'm going back and like remodeling everything, they just don't have time to do that. Mm-hmm. And the art style in Breath of the Wild does a great job most of the time of kind of hiding. Mm-hmm. I do think technical it's, I do think it's funny that like you know like you know the Sheikah was it the Sheikah whatever the thing tablet tablet thing. Very obviously supposed to be the game gamepad, the Wii U gamepad. Yeah, like you know, because you know, Nintendo likes to do the thing where like the care, you know. Well, care- now there is a tablet. Yeah, but uh, but what you so, That's really you know, all it is. It's like a little iPad that Link carries right. around with him, which is very weird for the <laughs> setting of the game. But basically, you go into. Oh, it's just as weird as you remember what you could find the Rumble Pack in Ocarina. Right, right. Where, like it's like, oh, it's it's the Rumble Stone. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> sure. Yeah, all but right. you use that tablet as like a key. In this game, mm-hmm. like you, when you walk into shrines, like it has you like use a map it. and stuff like that. Yeah. It also has it, it's also the map, like the UI and all that kind of stuff yeah. as well. So. But that's the thing, like he puts in the little slot in the dungeon to see the map and move the map around or whatever. Yeah. And that one, th- yeah. Um, the Jastrum is asking about the battery, the battery life playing Zelda. It's three hours exactly in handheld mode. Um, I had mentioned that earlier on the show, but you probably weren't around. Mm-hmm. But uh, Nintendo's uh, hardware estimate that it put out of three hours is like right on the money. They weren't mm-hmm. jiving you. Uh, Scorefear asks, what could Nintendo do to stop scalpers require personal ID when ordering? I can't pre-order, but on my local Craigslist, there's more than half a dozen people selling pre-order for a markup. Uh, Nintendo doesn't care. Yeah. Uh, it's not. It's not really their job to stop scalpers. It's retail guys' job to stop scalpers if they want, but they don't. As long as they move the system, they don't care. They don't care. And their profit margins on systems are so low. They're like, why would we go and like try to like hunt down mm. scalpers? Like they just the cost benefit analysis just doesn't work out there. Um, yeah. There's nothing you can do about scalpers other than pre-order the thing yeah. when you want it. Or and of course, don't buy them for higher than retail. Yeah, you know? and yeah, that's a good point too. Just don't do it. Yeah. But the problem is somebody else will. Of course. There always will be some rich guy who's just like, I'll pay double for that. I don't care. I, I mean, it's like one. It's like one thing. I, I don't know. It's like I, hate, I don't like the people that order like you know dozens of them or whatever. Do the, you know, it's one thing if you're going to put it up. I'm going to put it up on eBay and 
you know, whoever, whatever people bid for it, they bid for it. But it's like you see people, you're going to see people already putting up for like, you know, buy it now prices like $600, $700. And maybe that won't work this time because usually you've got kind of the, the, the press of Christmas, you know, to help sell these things. And right. like launching it in the spring means that like the scalpers won't have that advantage uh, to kind of strong arm people. And they're like, well, you can either be sure to have it now or, you know, have that scramble right before Christmas. Like, uh, so I... I feel like the scalpers might take a bit of a bath on this one, especially considering the launch lineup is not particularly compelling. I don't think scalpers are going to take a bath. I mean, I don't think they'll make double probably. I don't think, they're, but... not, they're not going to make what they're making off of like the NES Classic. Yeah. You know, in, they're not, I don't in, think they're going to lose money by any stretch of the No, but I don't think, you know, the NES Classic was going for like four times retail right. at one point. I don't think, I don't think that, that's going to happen. No. Um, anyone, maybe... Have you seen one of those in a store yet, the NES Classic? Never. I've never. I saw one in somebody's office. A couple weeks ago, I've it's never the only seen time I've store. seen one in person. Not that I go to retail all that often, anyway. No, but it's just man, if things nowhere. I don't uh, even want one, but I notice it's scarce. Joaquin Dragoon, have you played Zelda on Wii U yet? Nintendo has not sent out the Wii U version of Zelda. Um, I don't know when they're gonna or if they're gonna send it to the press at all. Mm. Um, but they have not sent it out to anyone. We only got the Switch version. Um, let's see. Oh gosh, there's a lot of questions. Unfashionable asks, how would you rate the Switch as purely a handheld? Is it comfortable for long hours if you don't use TV mode? And you have been playing it as a handheld. What was the question? Uh, how would you rate it uh, comfort-wise as a pure handheld? Playing it for long hours in handheld mode. I mean, I have been playing it three hours at a go. I mean, it's pretty comfortable. It's not, it's like I was saying earlier, it's not ergonomic. Like, if you look from the side here, kickstand showing. The only ergonomic is this little curve right here for the triggers. Otherwise, it is just flat. So it doesn't really fit to your hand at all. And it mm -hmm. is a little heavy. Like I said, holding it with one hand, it's a little uncomfortable. Um... But when you're sitting like on a couch with it in your lap, like it, all that stuff kind of goes away. Um, my biggest issue isn't really the ergonomics, it's this right stick on the right Joy-Con. That's really the big problem. Um, but comfort-wise, I would say it's probably on the lower end of handhelds, but it's not so bad that you're like not going to want to play it, I guess is how I would describe it. Hmm. Uh, Fred Loves Joe asks, Shane, when you reviewed Skyward Sword, you were critical of the sparse environments. Do you still feel the same way with this Zelda? It's better in that regard. Um, there is a lot of open area with not a lot going on in it. They've done a pretty good job, though, of kind of putting the little encampments of enemies, kind of peppering them around the world. But... Yeah, I mean, there's lots of times where all you just see is flat ground with, like, trees popping up popping in on the horizon um so i mean if you again if you if you're holding it to the flame of that all these other games are held to yeah it's crazy sparse like compared to like horizon zero dawn or even like skyrim from like last gen mm -hmm. it is pretty sparse but i do feel like nintendo's done a good job of kind of peppering in little things for you to discover and enemies to fight to make sure that you're just not endlessly running for miles at a time without anything to do uh, Erebus Jones asked, would you stab me if I bought an AMD GPU? 
I would never do that. Of so you, not. Would, you wouldn't have to worry about that. <laughs> What's so bad about buying an AMD GPU? I don't know. They're cheaper. Actually, you get a lot of times you get better performance out of AMD than you do out of NVIDIA. I'm pretty much, I'm an NVIDIA fan. I'm not a fan. I don't know if I'd be a fan of a chipset. Really, <laughs> yeah. like, NVIDIA has treated me well enough, and I had yeah. trouble with my uh, Radeons back in the day, so I just pretty much stick with NVIDIA. I understand AMD is fine now, but I just I stick with the GeForce experience. Why not? I, uh, I've had everything. I've had AMD, I've had Voodoo, <laughs> ATI. I had a 3DFX back in the 3D day. 3DFX, that's Voodoo too, 3DFX. I've had ATI cards, I've had everything. I, I really have no allegiance. Whatever gets me the uh, best performance for the lowest price, that's pretty much what I buy. Mirko hmm. Supreme asks, if the system does not sell well out of the gate, do you think we would see a repeat of 3DS's first year and have price drops for the accessories? I think there has to be price drops for the accessories. The pricing is insane. Mm. I mean, the cost they're asking for this dock is nuts. Although it's not really an accessory, that's a necessity. Um, the Joy Cons, what are they again? Seventy uh, for 70, a pair. Seventy for a pair, fifty for one. I think. Yeah. Or is it eighty for a pair? Maybe. I think it's eighty for a pair. Yeah, I yeah. think you're right. Actually, yeah, that's too high. Um, I, I would assume the prices would come down soon. Mm-hmm. They kind of have to, uh, because they're just outrageous for the way they are priced right now. But like within the first year? Probably not. Mm-hmm. I mean, nothing really came down on the Wii U the whole time. No, I mean, I think he's referencing the 3DS where, like, they, you know, six months in, they basically apologized, gave the early adopters a whole bunch of free stuff, and, you know, dropped the price of the system. I would be really shocked if that happens. <laughs> so would I, I think. I mean, there's more than just pride on the line with this thing right here, man. Yeah. Like, pride yeah. was the Wii U. This is like their life they're holding on to here. Like, I'd be that would be admitting that that would be a very uncomfortable shareholders meeting. It really would be. Yeah, I would be shocked if something like that happened. But I do think they may come to their senses and realize no one's buying the accessories and drop the price on them around maybe the one year mark or maybe at the holidays this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. I guess Erebus is referencing the story about the the guy who killed his friend over the AMD NVIDIA argument. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that makes sense. Scorefear asks, when do you think Pikmin 4 will come out? I think Q4. I think yeah. that might be a surprise little... Surprise Christmas game. Yeah. I mean, I think they'll announce it at E3 or whatever, but I think Q4. I mean, they said it's already done. They ported... Breath of the Wild, mm-hmm. Anuma said the biggest, most difficult Zelda game he's ever made in a year. So I, I don't see where Weren't there be. rumors about Pikmin 4 being 3DS? No, there's a side-scrolling Pikmin game for 3DS that they've Pretty already announced. Time. Pikmin 4 is full-on 3D thing. for console, or whatever this is called. Yeah, they could use it. Uh, there's Day Zero saying 80 bucks for a pair for Joy-Cons. Um... Reset and play. How do you guys feel about Virtual Console not being available at launch, especially with a not-so-stellar launch lineup? Um, disappointing, but it's not like I expected anything particularly amazing out of that. Look, this thing's coming in hot. Let me uh, show you here. I think there are certain parts of the Switch where you can tell this thing is just one grade above like their test units, like the volume 
meter. Hmm. I don't know if you can see it, but it's just like this generic like volume slider thing. Like there's no style to it. It doesn't really match the rest of the UI. There's little tells like that all over this system. Um, as you start to use it and you start to really kind of dig into like all the nitty gritty parts of it. Um, you can tell this thing is just fresh off the presses. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure a lot of this stuff is going to change. And I would say in a lot of cases very quickly. Um, I don't think, I think probably that little menu, it may be day one update, it's gone. You know, I feel like in a lot of ways we're almost kind of using test hardware. A little bit, yeah. A little bit. Um, Certainly the left Joy-Con. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Without a doubt. Um, Wolf Ox 10 JC asks, do you think, uh, will Xenoblade Chronicles 2 come out in 2017? Um, I will be shocked if Xenoblade Chronicles makes it this year. I feel like that's not. There's no way. I mean, I just don't. I, I hope it does because I'd like to play it. Um, but I, that I just see it slipping. I, I can't see that. It'd be a pretty great holiday season if they get everything out that they say is going to come out. But I don't think Xenoblade. I mean, I'm it. good with just maybe Mario. They maybe get Mario in Japan. Out I'm cool. Like, like, maybe may, I, I. I don't know if they've said worldwide launch or anything about that. I know they said that for Nino Kuni too. I think. Yeah. But um, like maybe be out in Japan this year. I have a I have a very hard time believing I'll be playing that game in English before the end of this year. Yeah, me either. I I don't even know if we'll see it next year. In all honesty, man. Like they didn't. They finished like Chronicles X. What? Like not even a year ago. And it took them what three or four years to build the last one. Like mm -hmm. I just don't see it happening. Working on new hardware and all that comes along with it and. Nolan asks if I feel confident with Mario in my draft. Yes. Mario has to come I out. I would. Like, there's no... You, if Mario misses this holiday season, like, that's the game, basically. Like, yeah. you've, you've blown the whole strategy at that point. Here's uh, one from Dimp Digital. If you, tried, uh, if you had to choose, would you choose handheld mode or console mode? Console, uh, console mode. mode. Yeah. yeah. If I had to have one or the other, I would still have console mode. Although, like right. I said earlier, Zelda does look better in handheld mode than it does on the TV. There's no doubt about it. Like, you get up on that bigger screen, everything is stretched out a little bit more. And mm -hmm. I mean, it is running at, what, 900p, they said? Uh, yeah, upscaling, yeah. From 900p up to 1080. So, so. Yeah, a native 720 signal on the screen, that high quality is going to look better. But just being able to look at the TV, yeah. and, I mean, there's a million reasons why I'd rather play it in console version than handheld mode, so. Uh, see anything else? I want to make sure we answer all these. Um, Yakov226, would you recommend to buy it? Mm. I don't think I'm allowed to say that yet. No? No. I think that's... Well, I, I haven't been sent anything by Nintendo, so I'll say uh, if you're a huge Zelda fan, but... I'll just give you a nod. I don't, I don't see... <laughs> I don't see that launch lineup being something that you need to jump on right now unless you just absolutely cannot live with the fact that there are people playing Zelda and, and you aren't. Not. But you can be if but you, you can own be. a Wii U. But you can be if you own a <laughs> Wii U. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I mean, I understand the, the drive to want to play the better version, quote-unquote, of Zelda yeah. you know, because of the better hardware and the resolution. I understand that, but you've know, you got to decide if that's a $420 decision you want to make. Keeping in mind that, like, it's entirely possible we end up with another 3DS situation here and the price drops and they're just like, please take take our system in a year, you know? It could be. 
But again, Zelda makes people do crazy things. And I say that as someone who does crazy things because, I mean, I'm buying one. Yeah. Play Zelda. I mean, part of that's because we talk about this stuff on the show. And yeah. Otherwise, it would just be... You mean me, it's not me, for snipper clips? No. <laughs> uh, otherwise, it would just be me staring at you while you talk about Zelda. Um, right. But uh, it wouldn't, if it wasn't for that, I'd probably be waiting. Um, in Switch handheld mode, can you instantly pause and resume the game at any time? Yeah, it works mm-hmm. just like a console. Um, and it will... The first day I used it, actually, I didn't realize that it would just suspend. So I finished playing. The battery was running out in handheld mode. I put it on the dock. I went to bed. And when I came back the next day and picked it up, I just had to hit one button, and I was right back in the, the place in Zelda that I was in. Mm-hmm. Like, it just suspended the game. Link was still where he was whenever I had put it on the dock. Uh, so, yeah, it's very easy to just pick it up and just keep going. Switch or PSP Pro from Murat Yamaz? Depends. If you, you already own a PS4, Switch. Yeah. If you don't own a PS4, PS4 Pro. PS4 Pro. Without a doubt. Yeah. <laughs> Not even a question. Um, if you have to decide between those two, get yourself a PS4. Uh, JM Rain- At least right now, you're asking me right now. Jam Rain 99 of the of the other games that will launch in early March. Are there any outside of Zelda worth a look? I Am Setsuna, I think, is. I think that's a game that was overlooked by a lot of people when it came out. It's a an indie JRPG that Square Enix picked up on its indie mm-hmm. imprint and uh, published it, I think, just digitally. And uh, it kind of yeah. flew under the radar. But I, if you're talking about, like, it's look, it's not, like, the best JRPG you ever played, but it is a game you can buy for kind of a discount that you I will play for expensive. a lot. Of t- it is too expensive. But you'll get a lot of playtime out of it. I mean, mm-hmm. you're looking right now down the barrel of, like, Zelda and Snipper Clips and, like, a couple, mm-hmm. like, indie games that you've probably already Kart. played. Yeah, so I Am Setsuna, I think, is the other game around launch that you might want to give a look to. Uh, I, and I think the general public response to that game has been negative enough that I wouldn't call it a, a guaranteed hit yeah. for anyone. Uh, I don't think there's anything in the launch window other than Zelda that matters at all. I think it's all it's all ports and stuff you've already played on other platforms and Bomberman and Snipper Clips, which I don't. Man, I can't. Cheater Hater saying the U.S. launch lineup is up to 13 games now. Is that enough? Well, it doesn't matter how many games there are if there aren't any games I want to play. 13 games? Where's that coming from? They had 10, and then they added Snipper Clips moved moved to launch, and then that... When did they have 10? The the original launch lineup was 10 games. Like, like after a few few weeks, a couple weeks or something. I never remember seeing the 10, though. Yeah, there were 10 games. There were 10 or 12. Well, Binding of Isaac was supposed to come out. Yeah, including all. Yeah, Binding of Isaac moved. Uh, they had, they just added um, snipper clips. RMX and, uh, fast fast RMX. Yeah, the 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 hover racing game. The budget wipeout game. Um, That's what all these games are, though. Is there a lot? All of them are like downloadable, yeah. like indie games. They're yeah. not really full fledged releases. They're basically, I mean, in all likelihood, you already have a platform that can play them. Right. And you can probably get them cheaper as well. I mean, the, exclusive, the exclusives are 1, 2, Switch, and Bomberman. Here's a really good question from Dim Digital. Is the Joy Grip good enough for console mode, or will the Pro Controller be needed? Oh, it's Shovel Knight. Yeah, yeah Shovel Knight. Again, a game that everyone's played already. So I'm going to pop these off, and I'll put them on. Put this back in its home. 
too good for your home. <laughs> Go back to your home. Um, so I would say, is this good enough? I think a big part of that has to do with how big your hands are. Mm -hmm. So to me, it's pretty freaking small. It's like, it's better than just playing with the Joy-Cons by themselves, I'll mm -hmm. give you that much. But not by a ton, it's not all yeah. that much wider. Like, it's not terrible, but like, I really hope I can find a Pro Controller. It reminds me a lot of the Dreamcast controller. Yeah, I mean, without the trigger. Because it's narrow and taller. And it's got, it, like, the, the underside really has the ridge yep. going on there. And, like, my, my fingers push into the push into yep. the joy See, that happened to me with the Dreamcast controller. After yeah. I play a long time, the tips of my fingers would start to hurt. Because <laughs> it didn't have enough thing to wrap your fingers around. So your fingers were kind of digging into mm -hmm. the, the uh, bottom of the controller at the yeah. whole time. And it, and it also had, you know, kind of similar. It had the... The big lump on the bottom yep. where the VMU said exactly. to go, so you kind of yeah. You reminds no, me a lot of the. Dream there's really nowhere else to put your fingers. Yeah, I mean, look, it's pretty clever what they did here. There's no denying. It's, I think it's passable. Yeah, uh, you can definitely play with it. Um, I would recommend getting a pro. Like controller. if it's going to strain your budget to buy a pro controller, assuming the pro controllers can be found in launch yeah. day, we don't know how. You know, the pre-orders have been gone for a while. But that doesn't mean there won't be retail stock, but. You know, who knows? Yeah, you can't um, find Pro Controllers anywhere right now, so the choice has already been made for you if you haven't got one already. Yeah, I, I mean, I, if you can't find one or can't afford one, I certainly wouldn't say that you're going to feel like you're not able to play it by using the grip. I think it's, I think it's a perfectly fine option until you can get a better option. Let's put it that way. Um, Perrn, like an Xbox One controller. No, I like the Xbox One controller. Yeah, I like the Xbox. I mean, I have an Xbox One Elite controller, and I like that a lot. But it's definitely bigger than this. Like, see, that's the thing is, like, like this is, you're, it's a little crampy. It's it a little, is. Little, little, it's for a sure. little squishy. It is. Um, Which is again, like, for a system that I wouldn't want to hand to a child, um, they could start making these controllers for adult hands, yeah. maybe. Uh, here's Yakov two twenty six. Do you need a screen protector? Mm, I, I think you, probably not. I want you know, like, I don't use a screen protector on my uh, protector on my iPads either. I think as long as you have a case to s store it in. And I'll say this much: it doesn't really fingerprint. No, it seems fingerprint. It does collect. I'm gonna lint. try the perfect angle. You can see I just touched it there, guys. I want to see if I can get the angle so you can see there's no prints on it. See? Mm. So actually, it doesn't smudge that much. No. Let me see. I got greasy hands. Can you see it? No, not really. Yeah. I don't know what they've got on that screen, but it doesn't smudge. Yeah, I, I, okay, I can see it there, but it's, it's much better than the iPad. Yeah, yeah. Or the iPhone or whatever. So, <clears throat> I don't know. Looking at it, it is not, the screen is not recessed from the frame around it. No, not at all. So, it's not really protected. I would just say get a case for the whole damn thing. Yeah. Like, honestly... I would not carry this around in like a sock or something no, like not. that. Like I would definitely make sure that I got a case for this if you're going to take it into portable yeah. mode. It is it is not like a kid-friendly kit of electronics at all. And uh, just so he can stop uh, having to ask, Gerzilla asks, the Switch should produce a sound when you slide the Joy-Cons on in tabletop mode when it is on. Does it? We'll, do, we'll try it right now. Like with, with, I think he means with the sound on on the system. Well, I think he's saying... He's saying, like, he's saying, like, in addition to the fact that they click when you put them on, 
the system itself is supposed to make a click sound. Oh, there's no speaker on the tablet. No speaker? Not that I'm aware of. Oh, no, there is. There is, yeah. actually. Right, Turn we it got up. The, we've got it turned all the way up. So he's asking if there's a sound effect? Sound effect when you put it oh, on. Oh, I can tell you right now that's not the case. If I can get the damn thing to line up. No, there, there is it one! Is. There was, yeah. <laughs> there is. A, the system does play a sound effect when you slide on the Joy-Cons. That's hilarious. <laughs> it's, that, it's that click sound. Are yeah. you freaking kidding me? It's got the finger snap sound effect. That is really freaking funny. I had no idea. <laughs> That's great. Who asked that question? Gerzilla? Uh, Gerzilla. Good job. <laughs> There's another Easter egg for you that we discovered live on Game Face. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, it's also kind of silly, isn't Nolan it? Nolan Ellerk wants to know if it has a startup sound. Uh, Take it back out. <laughs> Let me power it down. Like, does it have a startup screen? I didn't see it. Not do really. Okay, so it's turning off. And it shuts down really quick. You can see it just did one little rotation with its meter there, and it was gone. And here we'll turn it on. Hmm? Nothing. Nothing. No boot up. Interesting. I mean, it's. I mean, there's a day utilitarian. one update, maybe. But yeah. I, it just—it's weird that it wouldn't be that you know that red screen with the. It is. Yeah. You know, why not? Like that seems. It's so like, simple and yeah. quick. It wouldn't be that annoying or whatever. It's no Dreamcast. Also, by the way, like we've been using this the whole time. The uh, power on the tablet—I don't know if you can see it—is still at 100%. Here's another little Easter egg too. Oh, crap. Go back to the home screen. Oh, I'm going to unlock it now. So this is, I can show you this too. So if you hit each of these buttons differently for three times, it'll make a different sound effect. So we'll do this one. Yeah. So anyway, if you go up here, if you tap the bar, it'll actually give you a readout. And actually, it is at 94%. So when we started this show, it was at 100. It's lost 6% of its charge over the course of two hours and 10 minutes. So not too bad. Yeah, and it wasn't good. playing Zelda, yeah. so that helps. This is fun. Keep giving us stuff to do. <laughs> uh, and it's been charging in the dock a fair amount. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it has kind of been getting recharged. It's been cheating. Yeah. Um, is that it? Do we have any more questions? Uh, Unfashionable asks if we can show the card or the cartridge, or is that embargoed too? I don't think I am allowed to show it. <laughs> That's so weird. There's some things that's just not worth pushing. The let yeah. me let me look. I have all the documentation right here. So, and if they'll let me, this is, I mean, I'll this is pretty you. restrictive. I mean, Capcom used to do some crazy restrictive. Like you get a little packet with the game when they sent it to you. Uh, let's see. Preview coverage is defined as may not include hardware teardowns. <laughs> Yeah, don't rip the system open. True. Yeah. Someone's already done that, though. Eh, I think actually it doesn't say. Hmm. I think we can show you guys. So here you go. So here's. Uh, Want to switch up to that camera, Sam? So here's where the card goes in. Push it and it pops out. 
There it is. I'll show you the back too. That's it. And uh, Dicomort asks, what did Nintendo ship you besides Zelda on the console, or is that it? That's all we got. A lot of the bigger publications got a ton of stuff. Like, I even saw Game Explain on YouTube got, like, two huge boxes. All we got was a system in Zelda. That's it. We're one of the little guys, um, so we don't get, like, the big shipments anymore. It would have been awesome if they had at least sent me a Pro Controller, because then I wouldn't be having the problems with the Joy-Con that I've been having. I wouldn't have to play in handheld mode, but... A lot of people asking uh, if it overheats, which I think you talked about earlier. It does not overheat. It gets hot um, in handheld mode. I don't know. Obviously, you don't touch it while it's docked, but when I'm playing it in handheld mode, and it's not like because it's on my legs and my legs are transferring heat to it, um, it gets hot. Like, the center, the top center back of the tablet, like right around in this area, gets really, really warm. Um, I just think it's just a factor of all the kit that's shoved yeah. into this little form factor. So, look, it's, it's the Nintendo drone fly spying <laughs> on us, making sure. Oh, I have towed the line today. I have followed everything straight up to it. Um, all right, I think that might be it. Uh, Digital asks, does the embargo notes ever spoil games for you? I don't mention the huge twist when X does Y. Yes, they do that. Yeah, no, like, there's uh, there's Zelda spoilers, and yeah. it does. And, yeah. like, that's, that happens a lot. Capcom, I've mentioned Capcom a few times, but Capcom used to send... It was almost a plot outline. And it, for each major spoiler event, they would say, don't mention this. Yeah. And it would just be like, well, thanks for thanks for telling me, bro. Like, it... Yeah, the, 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 the embargo outlines sometimes do just lay the whole plot of the game out there and tell you don't talk about any of this. Yep. So, I think that's it, folks. Mm -hmm. I think we've answered all your questions. I cannot think of another thing we can tell you about Nintendo Switch at this point. Um, this, I think now it's just all up to the games. Well, we yeah. still are waiting for online to come online. Yeah. Um, hopefully the eShop actually does work on launch day. They're saying it will. Um, but we don't know that a thousand percent for sure that it's going to work the way it's supposed to. Uh, my Nintendo well, linking people, accounts. People who want the digital version yet. of Zelda are probably hoping that it does. Yeah. Um, but I think that's it, people. Somebody asked what your wife said when she saw the Twitch. The, the Switch. Switch? Oh, what did my wife say? Oh, cool. What are we having for dinner? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as long as he's quiet, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> She did not really care. She was just mm -hmm. like, oh, cool. I'll tell somebody at work that will give a crap that you have it already. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's kind of where she's at with it. She uses it as like a talking point with people at her job. But uh, she does not play games that much anymore, unfortunately. So that's the way it is. All right, everybody, I think that's it. Yeah. Uh, we have one more thing, though. We do have a list of new sifted, not just sifted elite people. These are sifted elite all-stars. These are the people who have gone above and beyond with their donations to the site. And uh, in fact, one of the people we're going to recognize today is someone that we've actually recognized as an all-star before, but he has just continued to donate to the site, and I just feel like I need to recognize him again. So bring up the screen. Dim Digital. 
Thank you very much. You are now among the Sifted Elite All-Stars. You've been on the uh, chat all day today asking great questions. Thank you very much. Shanghai Dan, he, is, uh, he was in our Sifted Fantasy League. Um, he did pretty darn well, and uh, he's also been a loyal and great member of the site. Thank you so much. But Kevin, Kevin, man, oh my gosh, dude, you are so freaking awesome. You have donated so much money to Sifted, man. I just can't even begin to tell you how much I appreciate it. Um, we see you, man. We see you with your donations pretty much every week. He donates something to the site. And uh, thank you so, so much, man. I can't tell you that enough. Thanks to all you guys, all three of you guys. Well-earned. You guys have all been great members of the community since the beginning, and I just really, really appreciate it. Um, I'll say, I say, I've said it many times, I'll say it again, Sifted is the best community on the internet, especially for video games, and you guys are all a part of what makes that happen. So, everybody have an excellent rest of your Friday, everybody have a great weekend, I'm sure a lot of you guys will be watching this over the weekend on the archive, uh, but thanks to everyone who was in the chat, you guys asked great questions, helped us uncover something really cool about the Switch, uh, that's something I really love about Twitch, is the interaction between us and the viewers, it sometimes really makes for some magic, so... Everyone have an excellent weekend. Um, hopefully, you guys have already pre-ordered your Switch if you want one. I would hope, yes. Because, <laughs> well, they did say at GameStop they're going to have some for walk-ins. So That's a good way to get you to show up. It is, but <laughs> I think they'll probably have like five per store, maybe. Yeah, that's, so if guess. you're trying to do that, you might want to go get in line now. Yeah. For like a week from now. <laughs> Assuming there isn't just already five YouTubers right? live there streaming. Right, from... <laughs> Live streaming from yes. the sidewalk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's great. Uh, but yeah, you've kind of missed the boat already if you yeah. guys are looking for I mean, a There's Switch. a guy doing that in New York, I think, at the Nintendo store. Triforce endorsed No, they've been there. they yeah. been there for like a month. We curated an interview with those guys like two weeks ago. They were there already. Like it's <laughs> like at first you're like, oh, that's stupid. Then it's like, it's kind of been like a really super positive like experience. Yeah, no, they're like brand. loving it. Like, they're like, this is great. Like, people keep coming by and saying hello and yeah. they've met everybody. It was, it's actually kind of neat. Yeah. And if you're in the UK too, I think like there's still tons of uh, of stock out there. Like they haven't sold out. Yeah, in Europe you're good. It yeah. sounds like. But like, America, GameStop and good luck. I think uh, the New York store, Nintendo's New York store uh, will have them as well for mm -hmm. walk-ins. But Otherwise, yeah. getting dicey might, now, folks. I mean, you might get lucky at like a big box store kind of thing. You know, yeah. It doesn't take a ton of pre-orders. But... I think I one thing know. I will say finally before we go is that I am I am impressed with the Switch. It Even is with the Joy-Con sync problem. Yeah, because I, I think they're going to get it fixed, and I don't think it's going to be a long-running issue. At least I hope not, because that would really suck. But I think once they get that led Joy-Con syncing thing sorted out, like this is probably the slickest piece of Nintendo hardware ever. It's mm -hmm. it feels advanced. It it functions really quick. Like I don't know if you guys remember the Wii U UI when it launched was oh, yeah. a disaster. Like, the UI on this is, like, lightning quick. Like, you can tell Nintendo has listened to everybody about what was wrong with the Wii U. I think the one caveat, though, is that this is really, like, what the Wii U should have been from the beginning. Yeah, the Wii U feels like a strange missing link now. It, exactly. It, that's what I said. I was looking at that tablet, like, sitting on the arm of my couch, and I was like, what the hell is that? Like, it just, <laughs> it's just this big clunky, like, yeah. it's really insane when you look at it now, especially after you have this. Like, It's like a fish with legs. It, You're just like, <laughs> I realized you had to get there to get here, but maybe we shouldn't have had to yeah, see it. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, so I am happy with it, and I think it's a great kit of hardware. Um, ultimately, with consoles, though, all that ends up mattering is the software. That's yeah. really where the rubber hits the road with a console. So I'm hoping Nintendo can get more software out for this thing. We'll see. But uh, in the meantime, I'll keep cranking on Zelda 
And probably next week's episode, I think I'll be able to give you the final verdict and tell you everything. Everything we'll, about we'll it. We'll have Horizon next week, too. Yep. Oh, yeah. Next week's show is going to be awesome. So, uh, apologize to those of you who aren't big Nintendo fans that this week's episode wasn't uh, ideal for you guys. I mean, it's going to be... If you're not a Nintendo fan, the next couple of weeks are going to be a bad time. Yeah, it is going to be a bad time. Just get but, your head down in Horizon and pretend nobody yeah. else is here. But it's also kind of our duty to those of our, our subscribers and yeah. our people who watch us on Twitch to address this. This is a big thing. We'll it's do the same thing possible. with a Scorpio. Yep, we will. So... Everybody have an excellent weekend. We'll see you next week. Game Face is up and out.